0: Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. This is Simon Sweetman, and we are brought to you by Phantom Bill Stickers. Um, We're also really grateful to have coffee from Lafare and beer from Yeasty Boys. And this is episode 31. Um, This is me talking to a Wellington comedian, writer, uh, actor, um, podcaster, Johnny Potts. Um, If you don't know Johnny, uh you'll get to know him through this and uh johnny's uh a, a friend a guy i've known um well for many uh, years and and in a, in a sort of a, a variety of ways um uh he uh, i didn't know this but he was a family friend of my wife's family um and uh, when i met johnny i didn't know that um i met him through um sort of Wellington artistic circles I guess uh, over a decade ago and then we did, we um, I did some work for a magazine that he was involved in briefly and we sort of just kept kind of I guess reconnecting and, and through various things. Um, in recent years he's he, he's got a sort of an a- acting background, a theatre background and, and I sort of think of him as a writer, performer um, but in recent years I guess the focus for him has been stand-up comedy and he's he's really working hard at that um, doing his own shows, um, putting on monthly comedy nights at Moon and Newtown, seeing them. Um, and he sort of has this goal at the moment of doing a comedy show pretty much every week, one way or another, whether it's 10 minutes, introducing someone or his own show. Um, he's won theatre awards for his comedy shows. He sort of does these m- I, uh, monologue type shows, I guess. Shows that have a, a storyline thread through them. Um, so Johnny and I did what we, we've, this podcast is actually me and Johnny, kind of feels like a conversation that, that we started 10 years ago and that will never finish. This is me and him just sort of sitting and, and chewing the fat, just talking uh, about our various... Um, influences and interests, and and the way they kind of, um, you know, there's about 20 minutes of us talking about Bob Dylan, we talk about Steve Martin, we talk about stand-up comedy, the young ones, Simpsons... uh, (laughs) All these sort of pop cultural things that that are um, that we can nerd out on that I'm very sort of excited and about and and uh, and that he, he clearly is too. Um, so it's a long chat and, uh, and and I don't know if it ends up actually going anywhere, but I enjoyed it and I think he enjoyed it at the time and hopefully some of you will enjoy uh, some of the things we talk about if not all. And and I might urge you to check out Johnny's work. He also. Um, done a couple of different podcasts and one of them was last year's the year of reading massively so we talked about that this was an insane project where he read a 700 page or bigger book every month with two different guests and then and then dissected it i i I appeared on one of the episodes of that Um, and I just—it was hard enough doing one book, so so I talked to him a bit about what it was like reading twelve massive books in a year, um, which 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 he did as a new father too. So that's uh, absolutely crackers. Um, so yeah, there's lots in this. I hope you enjoy it. It's me talking to Johnny Potts. We've got a few areas where, where we've our lives have crossed over, crossed over and intersected, and people we know and all of that sort of thing. But I I have this memory that. Um, uh, Craig put on this thing called Speakeasy at BATS and it was poets and musicians and things.
1: Yeah,
2: it was in 2003.
0: Yeah, and I think that's probably when I first met you. It
2: is. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking about that before. While you were part of the infamous winter. winter. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. still part of the winter. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, it was still, well... How's the the collective going? Yeah, it's okay. We have agreed, I don't know if it was, um, if if we all agreed, but we've agreed to have this year off. Which, okay. Which there are three
2: of you, right? There's three of us. So it's so, you, Dave Edwards, and, and... Mike who? Kingston.
0: Oh, Mike Kingston. All yeah. oh, right.
2: Of
1: course. That makes sense.
0: So, yeah, yeah. So we all sort of see each other, okay, you know, uh, as a group and, mm. and bump into each other sort of in, in different pairings. And Mike and Dave have done some other playing together outside of the winter. Did you My, see
2: Dave's friendship?
0: No, I missed it. Did you see it? No,
2: no. no. But I, I hosted okay. a show... Where he did, uh, uh, I I got to pick who the lineup was gonna be, right, was right. like a late night a uh, fringe showcase yeah. show, yeah. and um, and I said let's have David Edwards close mm. it, you know, mm. let's mm. Be like, have have him like you know the, the musical guest at the yeah. end, yeah, um, which is which is it, it's not what a um, it's not what a, a late night comedy Think, audience does. expects, yeah yeah yeah, you know, so uh, cool. yeah, that was good to see him now again. Now the
0: winter winter we did an album last year we really only play once or twice a year, mm-hmm. you know, and this year we've kind of gone, well, we've sort of, a couple of us have decided we're a bit busy and uh, with other things and, and maybe the world doesn't need <laughs> another another winter album anytime <laughs> soon, but we really, I think we, I think I speak for all of us when I say we really just sort of do it for ourselves, it's a bit of fun. But that was very early on <clears> in the days of the winter, so we had only played together two or three times I thought you'd
2: actually formed for that show
0: no I think maybe we had I think I feel like we might have played one other place but maybe we you might be right Mm. I think we would have done one or two rehearsals before but only yeah I sort of feel like we might have played a gig up at the photo space but um Maybe we did that mm. afterwards,
2: actually. I think you did it afterwards. I remember that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so... that that show was... Yeah, that show so there's was... There's
0: some two. interesting people in that show. That was quite a cool show, I thought. We oh, went it went for two nights or three? Two. Yeah, it was a short season oh. anyway. So there was Kiara Holland was in yep. it? Yep. Um, Glory Rowe. Oh, Glory... Yeah, I just I just saw her up in Auckland. Mm. Um, who else? Um, you, The Winter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Who else? Um, Craig Irison. Craig organized it. Right. Yeah.
2: I don't know if he's still doing stuff.
0: Uh, I think he's in Hawke's Bay. Oh okay. Doing uh, council sort of stuff. So I don't know if he's doing like doing day job stuff. I don't know if he's doing. Um, and, and there was.
2: Because there was that there was a thing where uh, this was the Word Collective, which I think is still right. is still going. It's still a thing, yeah. Yeah, and they would have sort of uh, poetry readings and stuff at at, um, at uh, the uh, Thistle Hall and mm, places mm. like that. And there were quite a few people who were who were doing things. Glory Road put together a, a CD. Yeah. Um, with uh, like um, stimulus and people were on there. Yeah, yeah, And doing musical backing to poetry stuff.
0: It was quite a fun scene to be sort of observing, which is kind of what I felt like I was doing because I, you know, we were just sort of playing our music on the side or going to the shows or. Um, we did a couple of things up at Photospace after that, which involved um poetry readings and things as well as the music so you were doing poetry and um then we sort of probably through that we found out that we sort of what we well we my wife grew up knowing you your family yeah, friends so yeah. i think i knew that.
2: your wife's father was my headmaster
0: Right, right, yeah. right. So there was, yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah. which,
2: which made because um, uh, they showed up to a, a show I did last year, mm. which featured a lot of stuff, uh, and I'm taking to I'm taking the same show to Auckland later this year. Yeah, features a lot of stuff about, Th- about those years. Well, not those years. The years directly after that. Right. Uh, so there's so there's there's a lot of d- drugs and drinking and all right, that sort of right. stuff, and they were the first people in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, luckily they sat in the back and I just (laughs) avoided their (laughs) their, uh, gaze.
0: And then we ended up shortly after that working in the same office, doing essentially the same sort of job, but in different departments. Oh, yeah, that
2: thing. Also, there was uh, the Lucid magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that would have been just after the, um, that would have been the first thing, probably just after the um, speakeasy thing. So lucid magazine, yeah, because it's so. I was trying to think about what I was going to talk to you about and yeah. how we were going to try and pull all these different things together. I guess we should really sort of, or you should say what you do now and how do you describe yourself? What uh, what are you? I think of you as a writer performer. I guess
2: that's 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 uh, sort of close enough. Yeah, I'm tr- I'm I've been trying to. Um, I've been trying to be like primarily a comedian in the last uh, few yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: after coming up, from how's that working out for you? Well, <laughs> um, it's
2: all it's all right. Except I come from uh, from a lot of theatre stuff. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, I tried writing poetry and, and and things like that earlier mm. on. Um, uh, so so that's all sort of just that's all that all sort of feeds into the way that I do comedy mm, so mm. so when i do a show often people will say it's not really a comedy show it's, it's no like, it's a monologue it's show two, or yeah it's yeah, a yeah, one-man yeah.
0: show so that's, that's what right.
2: which annoys me so i've been try, i've been trying to just do the old um uh i, I you know I, I i i try to gig every week yeah. or at least every every two weeks So um whether that's to become a legitimate stand-up right of, you know. so
0: that could be five or ten minutes on a bill or yeah, or hosting, hosting
2: a, show, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Or doing, a, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, doing yeah.
0: an hour-long show. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because it, <laughs> it occurred to me just today that mm-hmm. um, this morning, thinking about it, that I, I, apart from seeing you read poetry at Speakeasy in 2003, I haven't seen you do anything. I've well, not seen you act. Have I've, you? I've not seen you act. I've not been to any of your comedy appearances. I've not been to a comedy thing where you've stood up and been on the bill... I don't go to a lot of local comedy, but I guess in the last few years. But I've not um, been to your one-man shows or monologue shows or what you might call them. Stand-up comedy shows. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I was just thinking, like, particularly yeah. the last one had a bit more of a narrative to it that yeah, but this, is it my, to this is my thing, that's what... Uh, so you well, approach that as a comedian, you Yeah, know, this is a comedy
2: people, show. It's, yeah. yeah, it starts off with me just talking to the audience uh-huh. and, a, hey, let's, you know, mm. welcome to the comedy show type thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just that um, after a certain point I say things that are, you know, you know thematically connected yes. and create a narrative and whatever, but... Well, it sounds like a good comedy show. Well, it's all... <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just... it's, it's, it's a, And it's all meant to be funny, so mm. I just don't... I, I got like a review of that show where someone said. Um, uh, uh, I can't decide what it is. Is it right. a comedy or is it theatre? Uh, if it's theatre, then it's a bit self-indulgent. Okay, was that well, theatre like, review? Yeah, it was. Um, of course, it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, of course it was because they're they're the only people who consistently review them. things. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but so they, they don't sort of,
0: actually do it consistently. Their reviews are anything but consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But credit where credit's too. Sometimes they, they get
2: sometimes they get things exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I did a I did a podcast for a friend show a couple of years ago. Yeah. That um, called the Kincaid Weekender, and um, the the uh, John who runs Theatre View saw me at a play and said, "I was like, how do I download the thing?" And I told him. Yeah. And I thought, oh shit, he's probably going to want to review it. Yeah. You know, it's a podcast. It's just uh. cause it's a friend show, but then he wrote a short
0: review of it where he got entirely the point what of I was and... trying to do. Yeah. Okay. So, you know. Yeah! 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 yeah. My oh, hats off then, um, well, you know, back on and off again. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was going to say I, I, my my feeling was that you were essentially working in comedy, doing comedy, being a comedian, and I guess I tag on the idea of writer performer. Probably it's a bit loftier than comedian, and I don't know why it is, but I I guess. There's this view that com- yeah, that, yeah, that comedy in general is kind of temporal. Or yeah, not. yeah. Um, the people move through it hopefully to get to. Well, yeah, the, the sitcom dream, I guess. Or 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 doing something else, like a lot of people yeah.
2: do comedy and they end up being something else. Yeah. Yeah, but be, yeah, being being an actor or being yeah, a, a TV presenter. T- t- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and just the, the the whole approach to it, I think. Uh, but audiences, I think, are, are getting more informed about comedy. Yeah. because comedy as such has such a higher profile at the moment because there are, there are some really great stand-ups who have really high profiles
0: and I guess comedy happens now across and I'm just thinking about this out loud now so this is going to come out pretty terribly but I guess comedy happens across a tremendous amount of platforms there are people who are who essentially are comedians and their 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 platform is Twitter yeah and that's what I know comedians use it as a way to test material etc to you know gather the troops and all of that too but I mean, some people on Twitter are fucking funny, and that, mm. they they are trying to be funny, or Tumblr, or whatever yeah. the medium is there. And you know, then there's obviously vloggers and YouTube channels and things like that. And there are these people that are actually becoming megastars in that one area. So that's mm. kind of so, validating and legitimizing a different kind of comedy. And what I was, uh, what I sort of thought too was, I had this revelation when I watched Alice Bryan for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Daniel John Smith a split show. Getting with him tomorrow night. Right. Well, I thought they were both great. Yeah. And both both very good. And um and both you know came at it from different angles, did different things, and, and it was a complimentary show. It worked really well. Um, but what I got from both of them, I think, was yeah, you know, like it doesn't really matter that you know they're not trying to, um, you know, reference, you know, whoever it is. Bill Hicks, Andy Corf, you know. There's no. Yeah. They're not worried about any kind of lineage. Well, they can be. They might be, but I certainly got with Alice that mm-hmm. she was not. And so, because to a whole bunch of people now, comedy can be yeah what they experienced on Twitter, on Tumblr, on.
2: Well, it's what it's what makes you laugh. Like yeah, I remember yeah. When my friend Eli wrote a uh, a play called uh, Rubber Turkey, and, he, and in this in this interview he was talking about how his first like. Uh, the stuff that made him laugh first was South Park, yeah, and because uh, that's the age he was, yeah. and so and so that becomes his frame of reference, yeah, 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 and I think template for a bit, yeah, pretty yeah, much, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but, but that happens no matter no, no matter what you're exposed to first, that's going to be, of it. course, so that's but it does be like, it like Alice will talk about um, comedians who she uh, really liked, you mm. know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Daniel John Smith is a, is aware of like yeah. uh, a, a bunch of stuff. So sure. But it's it's just that I think that the the the, the canon yes. um, is not as set as yeah is yeah yeah another, that's
0: what that I was trying series. to say right. I'm glad I'm glad I invited you along because that's what <laughs> yeah. I was, that's what I was trying to say yeah. but, that's, but I'm it's a
2: big a, I'm a big canon guy I I love all that shit all that Steve Martin and Mel Brooks and, I
0: sort of know that about you and I want to talk about that more with you and and I am too um, and I think <clears> maybe <throat> you know. Um, for a long, probably because I don't go out and see a lot of local new stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why this hit me like some revelation. It's actually probably been going on for a long time, but that. that was well, the like, scene's
2: been really growing over yeah. like, since basically around the time I, I started. To, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I had a catalytic uh, impact on it, but mm. I've been lucky to, to join at the right for time that. and yeah. be
0: part of. And, mm. Yeah. Um, so okay, so. What are the steps to get you into comedy? You are a big canon guy. You grow up experiencing um, comedy for enjoyment, yeah. but you 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 sort of start off in acting. You got a theatre background.
2: Yeah, I reckon I was scared. Yeah, I didn't. I I because I, I, when you'd because um, I watched those tapes of you know Blackadder and Young ones and The Simpsons yeah, yeah. even yeah. and you know. Uh, just over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quo- quoting them. And yeah, all that, all that.
0: Correcting people who are misquoting yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, someone gets a
2: Monty Python quote wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah all that, all yeah, that yeah. tiresome bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, but I was also really into movies, really into old movies and stuff. And that and that looked like an easier thing to uh, to, to do. Mm. You know, like the idea of, the idea of uh, uh, you know, writing casting and making an episode of the young ones to me seemed more difficult than like making on the waterfront or taxi driver or something right right um so i went oh okay i'll 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 do the thing that's um that's still fulfilling Mm. and so i got really into you know uh uh, you know theater and yeah old movies and stuff and and wanted to do dramatic acting and then, so I,
0: yeah. how what sort of age uh was about 20 yeah yeah so when when do you first do something that is vaguely connected to what you do now writing a poem stuff? anything no anything uh, well, acting the, like I want to I wanna go back to when you are yeah. a kid so do you, is it something you do through school performing arts or not um like
2: School productions and stuff yeah. like that. And I always sort of thought I would end up uh, uh, doing something. In like, the arts. Yeah. yeah, Kind of
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you were a confident performer? Um, yeah, I think
2: so. Yeah. I don't think I was very good. Um, <laughs> I think I got a lot... It doesn't matter. <laughs> that. No. Not me. When, if, you're at, if you're at school and you have confidence... Yeah. Then it just looks like you're doing a good job. Yeah. It that's what understand. I mean. It's,
0: yeah. it's like um, you're either good by a fluke, mm. and you're shit scared, and that's fine. But that's going to be something that's probably going to burn out. <clears throat> so it seems like it would be better to yeah. know that you want to be there and trying to do. You're actually trying to achieve something. Yeah, Then yeah. you can kind of slug away at it, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, so acting kind of comes first because of that. What you?
2: Well, I think yeah. I think I wanted to do comedy. I just didn't think that it was. It's. It didn't seem possible. But mm. like, it seemed strange. But being um, like being an actor seemed to me a lot a lot more feasible mm. than uh, than doing comedy or right. even being a comedic actor or whatever you know. Yeah. Um, even though I've. Uh, you know, I always, I always thought I was kind of funny. But there are funny people, like, yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah.
0: Lots of people think they're funny. Yeah. And they generally have some people in their life who think they are. You know. Yeah. But subtract, no. subtract them and they're mm. c- 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 Most, yeah, most yeah. people
2: will uh, will have someone in their life who assures them that they are very funny. Yeah,
0: yeah, funnier than the person on stage or funnier than the person oh, who wrote the that, that
2: really annoys me, with That that thing. <laughs> It's like, you know, uh, okay, sometimes people have a point and funny people should give sand up a go mm. and if anyone's thinking about it, I would encourage them to do it but I mean, I heard someone say, uh, say a while ago um, of this, of this comedian, Ah, oh, you know, I think she's funnier off stage when we're just talking. So like, of course she is. Yeah. Because then but because she's 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 talking to you directly yeah. about things you know you both have in common yeah, and, yeah. and you're the only audience member. Yeah, yeah, you know. She's what, what relating
0: she, directly to you yeah. on purpose. Of course <laughs> it's gonna be funnier, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. But if she's standing up in front of a hundred people, um saying something that connects with maybe seventy of them and yeah. gets a laugh back, yeah, that's a skill. Yeah. You know, being, uh, being a, uh, you know, someone who can slip in a, a bomb mo occasionally in a conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's not a comedian make.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: It's a whole, yeah, there's a, and, and that, that discipline is the thing yeah. that I'm really trying to, uh, you know, establish now sort of coming into the, it's coming in late in the game. Kind of. And I
0: think the other reason I sort of went for the writer performer thing, and see it as a compliment and it's strange that we feel the need we have to do this. But I think a lot of, you know, there's comedians who are just naturally funny. There's comedians who are just doing jokes and whatever. There's all, you know, but there are people who take the writing very serious. I mean, I'm sure, you know, comedians who just tell jokes take the writing of those jokes very seriously. They have to for Mm. it to work. Um, but yeah, and those Twitter people you're talking about. Yeah, you know? exactly. Twitter's
2: great for jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: yeah, sorry. No, I was just going <clears> to <throat> say It's like, um, for some reason there's this, maybe this is just me, my hang-up, but there's this idea that comedian just doesn't cover it and that writer pays a, a bigger respect.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, and I, and I, I, I guess, I guess um, uh, anyone who's not, just a, 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 an out-and-out crowd-work improviser person yeah. uh, is writing. Write, is writing. Yeah. Yeah. Even someone like Ross Noble yeah. writes yeah. elements yeah. of those shows, you know. Um, so, in a, in a way, that word seems kind of yeah. redundant. Totally. And and also, and the, and the, the word comedian has kind of a bad rap, I think, mm. uh, because of a public conception of comedy, yeah. which I think is changing. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, Uh, I kind of of, uh, want to um, uh, make that word okay. Yeah, 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 cool. You know, be part of that thing. Except when it comes to, like, funding applications and things like that. (laughs) Then, you know... Then Then I'm a writer. Then I'm a writer, (laughs) or, yeah. um.
0: I was just thinking also because, yeah, it feels like you've done these things that are, I want to say more than... I should say different to just standing up and telling jokes. These these right. sort of things that have a bit more of a show element. Of course, I, I haven't seen any of them, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going on here saying and, yeah. and a few reviews that I've read that have been you know mm. usually pretty pretty positive. All. Loads of loads of
2: uh, comedy shows that you see like in, in festivals yeah. will have will will be full shows. Yeah. You know it's. Yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a, I mean because there's, there's, there's I mean basic basically there's. Uh, the the u.s model which is the stand-up special thing which is just your best material tied together
1: yeah
2: um uh and then there's and and the more european side is and i think this came out of um edinburgh fringe i I don't know i'm not Mm -hmm. a historian i think it came out of the need at the edinburgh fringe to be noticed yeah but the idea of having a theme for your show and, and having a, and having a, an, an emotional arc,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And and from that, um, obviously the uh, now that mainstream comedy is incorporating all the things that used to be alternative comedy, okay. and because everyone can um, <coughs> um, use you know Photoshop and make films yeah. and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you go to see a a comedy show in the in the comedy festival, as likely as not, it will have elements of set. Some sort of technical design, it 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 will be uh, a cohesive, you know, piece rather yeah. than just stitched together stuff. Um, so, like all yeah, all of that is kind of de rigueur
0: anyway. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 It's um, yeah. It's funny because I I sort of think like you know I've reviewed a little bit of comedy, and um, and you know I've watched I still watch a lot. Netflix specials now and, and, you know, DVDs and YouTube clips and whatever, and, and touring people occasionally when they come through. But I sort of, you know, I thought, um, for a while I needed to have, I sort of always used to say, oh, you know, I get in trouble for saying certain comedians I didn't think were funny. And I, mm. I, I would say, well, what I think I require from comedy is for it to mean something which is pretty vague, and that's why I'd say that, because mm-hmm. it's a good way of trying to... And I used to think that I needed it to tell a story, to have this thread, you know, which, as you say, like a lot of even half pie decent comedy does, and a lot of very good comedy does it well. Um, there were sort of some key moments for me. Like, I remember the very first time I saw um, Dylan Moran, I was just like, man, this guy's amazing, mm-hmm. amazing at... And I guess even someone like Danny Boyd, like the very first time he, the whole second half of his show was the story. And I thought that that was really clever. And then you go and see them again and again, and it gets very boring, watered down, their audience gets bigger, the the, the act gets a little bit dumber. Well, it seems that way.
2: I've already seen that happen in real time. So I
0: feel like it's happened um, with those two guys. But well, then I went and saw Gillam Ran last year, not expecting much. And it was, back to the first time I saw him. I was just yeah. like, this is my fourth time watching him live, plus, you know, watching the shows on telly and stuff on DVD. And it was just like, he, suddenly he was amazing to me again. And so I, I, I don't know quite what I'm trying to say or what it is about that, but it's, it's interesting that I also find that much as I think I need this story, Fart jokes can be fucking great. Dick jokes can be great. You know, mm-hmm. dumb one-liners can be great. So it doesn't... Comedy, I think, doesn't need to have a thread. Mm. It can just be what a person finds funny, but... Yeah, but you're saying two things. You're saying... I am saying two things.
2: Well, you, 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 you're saying... You started off by saying uh, that it needs to have meaning.
0: Yeah, which is what I sort of thought, but... Right,
2: I, but, in, in, but, you, but do you equate meaning with story?
0: Yes, on, at least on some level I do. I think, that's, I think that's what I used to look for in comedy. I think that's what I, you know, after a while, after just, you know, a yeah. teenager watching Steve Martin mm. shows from the 70s that were already old hat, but just seeing them and, and being mm. blown away that the guy from the movies did this first and that he was funny and also that it was on such a scale, just going, fuck, this guy's playing yeah. to so many people and he's made something work. And it's
2: unbelievable he, that he was able to make those thing. jokes. Yes, I you know, know. Carry that much. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. In uh, the book, well, is great. That Born Standing Up. Oh yes, yeah, of it's course, it's book. fantastic. Um, uh, it's 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 probably the the one book by a comedian yeah. I'd recommend to anyone wanting yeah. to do comedy. Because
0: because it, <laughs> it kind of means something. <laughs> no, funnily enough, no, but it does. Like I thought about that when I read it. Like, you know, I mean, it's not as bad now. There's a few that are coming. Like I know there's an Amy Schumer book, and I worry about. Yeah what that's actually going to... How that's going... I mean, it's going to do well, but what that's going to include. Because I wonder if that's going to go back to... Remember that awful wave in the mid to late 90s where, you know, Seinfeld had a book. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Paul DeGeneres, Paul Reiser. Yeah. And they were all just... What well, was pre-Twitter, wasn't it? So yeah. they were just jotting out their routines, essentially. Some of them have it. But that's what's
2: great, about the Seinfeld one, which I've got, yeah, is yeah. It, it is it is just basically the, is just the best of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, You know, available. Well, it was the best of those bits. ones
0: we named too. You know, those books, those comic. Those, really? I didn't, I didn't read any I read of them. I read all of them. I read Alan DeGeneres' one. I read I read um, Paul Rise's one. Yeah. The funniest thing in Paul Riser. Yes, the funniest thing on Paul Reiser's book, is mm-hmm. in Paul Reiser's book, is that it starts on, instead of page one, it starts on page 145. Mm-hmm. That's the first book. page in the book finishes, you know, a couple of hundred pages later on page 350 or whatever. And he says, I always hated that you would start a book and you'd worry it was going to take so long to get to the middle. So now you can look back and when you're on when you've only read four or five pages you'll be able to say I'm, I'm on page 151 yeah it was the funniest thing in the book <laughs> I'm not saying that was funny yeah but that, that's about as good as that book got yeah. um, no. I was thinking about Paul Reiser recently because he <laughs> he was on um, he was on a co- <laughs> you are
2: the only one <laughs> no he was on he started to do stand up again stuff. oh really and he, and he did a he did a an episode of uh, Comedy Bang Bang yeah and he was you know alright in it you know yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. someone who uh, you know doesn't really understand what's going on and shouldn't mm. perhaps be there really but he played along and he was fine and I started thinking about oh that's great but then someone um, sent me an article about uh, Billy Joel mm. and uh, it was from a few years ago The New Yorker have you read it about what, sort of what Billy Joel is up to these days no real sad reading anyway uh, it, I've, it I've heard up, it
0: referenced and I haven't read it yeah. it
2: ends up with him um, with him going to Sting's birthday party which is MC'd by Paul Reiser <laughs> okay <laughs> Maybe, maybe I was wrong to
1: reconsider you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there were those books and so reading the Steve Martin book is just like mm. a million miles and I mean, I'm sure there are, there are other comedians that have mm. written some pretty good books but...
2: I think is, Steve Martin, like, uh, Steve Martin wrote books like before yeah. he wrote the book about him doing yes. stand-up. Yeah, exactly. Like, because he, he wrote those novels and, yeah. um, and, and plays. He, he wrote, yeah, um, Picasso. The yeah, yeah.
0: I saw oh, that, I you. saw that at um, Circa they did it at Circle. They did didn't, it at they? Circle like 20 years ago. Oh, man. And it was incredible. I, I, like, I saw it and knowing it was a Steve Martin play, I mean, obviously that's what they, you know, were marketing it on. Yeah. By the the guy from these films kind of thing. And I was a massive Steve Martin fan. And it was, you know, it was a really good local production of it. And mm. went out and bought the script as a result because, you know, it was peppered with these great lines. And, yeah. And, um, you know, it was a bit like. It was sort of a bit like. Um, Woody Allen circa Midnight in Paris and, you know, that kind of version of Woody Allen mm. that does those things. It was was kind of tapping into that. But, yes, they'd done that and a couple of other plays and, and then, yeah, obviously the novellas and, and novels before the memoir. And mm. you kind of think, will there be another volume of that memoir? But I'm surprised
2: we got one. Yeah. You know, the so same thing with uh, Bob Dylan Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, doesn't you know? Just it's 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 kind of bizarre that that those books. That's kind of quite
0: similar books in yeah, in, in, in a few ways, including that that they you know you could imagine the Steve Martin is allegedly volume one of a three volume set like mm. the Chronicles is yeah. allegedly you know, yeah, and that we're lucky to have them both, and that they're both, you know, head and shoulders above what most people in their professions churn out as a book. Mm. Yeah, and that they're not the whole story; just really important revealing snapshots
2: yeah yeah the the, the Bob Dylan one is Have such, you read a, such a strange book more than once I read it twice yeah, I read it, but I read it twice quite close together when, right. it, when it came I out I read it
0: 10 years apart <coughs> like I read it when it came out and yeah. I just revisited it not that long ago mm. and it was cool and I, I had the audiobook of Sean Penn reading it but I never listened to that but I kind of thought that would be quite cool that's a good choice Yeah. yeah yeah I think I got it out from the library and uh so okay so comedy books um mm-hmm. so i uh, well no let's go back to your so that your sort of comedy touchstones all oh, right and well, that's where we got derailed when i was a kid i was thinking about this uh, uh today when i was a kid i
2: just i i i liked all of comedy before i knew what it was yeah and so any sitcoms like so I, just
0: you mean you just signed up for it yeah i, I, I mean oh, i've right. I, I
2: mean been like obsessed with cheers and yeah. hogan's heroes and, and that were that you
0: watching them without understanding them or you just weren't you weren't even watching them you just knew they existed you, I was watching them and yeah, uh, your folks were watching them and you were in on it that sort of thing Um. or you were watching them No no
2: I, 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 had, um, I had I had you know uh, wealthy 80s parents who liked to do their own thing so there were right. loads of TVs around <laughs> Um, and so I oh, just it was the
0: babysitter of the TV yeah, yeah that <laughs> yeah, sort yeah. of thing yeah
2: so uh, yeah so I, I just I just watched like because yeah. they used to play Hogan Terrors every yeah. every, every weekday MASH every yeah. weekday you know and I just watched all that stuff um, like yeah any sitcom when I first saw Cheers uh, is pretty good it stands up pretty well I reckon Cheers yeah, yeah I watched, watched a little bit of a a, a, a little bit again but the, the look of the show has yeah. aged real bad of
0: course but I just mean as a concept it's yeah. it's spot on. It's always going to work. You could redo that concept, and people have and it, and the actors are tremendous. The yeah. characters are great. Yeah. The lines are shit hot. You know, like they hit, all of those things hit their marks. You're right, it is production wise, and and the look of it is, is dated. And I guess it's very much the same for a few others from that era, like Taxi's the other one to me that yeah. felt, I felt that Taxi is stronger than Cheers um, in some ways not as many maybe not as many jokes a minute there's a lovely kind of pathos about um, taxi that there isn't so much in Cheers.
2: yeah I can kind of see it. I'm not as familiar with taxi there's this I
0: feel like I, I just remember watching a bunch of it again recently and going um, I don't know if it's that yeah, it's that fucking wonderful theme song that sort of mm. sets you up with a bit of there's a yeah. bit of melancholy in that and a bit of nostalgia in that yeah. but um, I just feel like um what's his name, Alex, is the main guy, is Judd Hirsch, is, mm-hmm. he's such a strong kind of moral, moral centre, Right. And, you know, he's got baggage. Yeah. And there isn't really a character like that in Cheers. though. Oh. You know, they're,
2: I think, I think Ted Dance is
0: fucking amazing. Oh, he's, absolutely. He's and, there's, and there's this real sort of
2: blighted sadness about his...
0: Totally agree, but he <coughs> doesn't, he doesn't quite have, totally agree, and he's amazing in the show, and I, I, I sort of forgot about that until I watched it again recently. Mm. Fuck, this guy is actually like... You because know, there's a difference between... Right, there's an obvious difference between a comedian and a comedic actor. Mm. There's some great comedic actors could not put them on stage and tell jokes. Mm. No, they're not trying to in most cases. And some, many stand-up comedians don't translate that well to acting. Mm. Some get there eventually. They're different but, disciplines. They're yeah. different disciplines, that's right. But... um some can kind of do both, some learn to do both and all of that, but he, you know, is an extraordinary yeah. comedic actor. but I think, like, Judd yeah. Hirsch's character in just Did see Born to Death? Yeah, yeah, yeah really good. So love good and yeah, so good in to
1: yeah. Death.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, but I think Judd Hirsch is a bit, his character is, I don't know, there's just some sort of, he's a bit more sort of, um, what's the word? There's a bit more quiet integrity to him or something. Right. You know, I think You know, Sam's still filled with that. You know, yeah, he's he's sort of like, he's lived out his dream and it's over and all of that, but he's still Mm. a little bit big-headed from that he's a local celebrity. Yeah. You know, he's that that aspect, which is all great for the character. But, you know, Alex, we never quite work out what's going on, but he's like, he's obviously, he's this wonderful, wise soul to everyone else, but his own life's a (coughs) fucking mess. And there he is driving a cab Mm. at night and you never quite find out what his particular hardship is, but he can't make relationships work, he can't, you know, so, I don't know, I just... Travis
2: Bickle's younger brother.
0: Yeah, but but that's the thing, it never goes to that sort of area, it's Mm. never that kind of excruciating that he is damaged in that way, it's just like, I think it's that... I I should
2: should look at the show again, really.
0: I I thought it was amazing, watched uh, watched the first couple of seasons um, and really quickly... Um, just got hooked on it a couple of years ago and, mm. and it just brought back heaps of memories but I thought it stood up really well, like possibly, as I say, possibly better than Cheers. but I think Cheers has got more laughs in it. Mm. Like, you know, all up. But some great characters in Taxis, some great, um, so those things were cool. Yeah, yeah, but mm. you're right, I, I kind of signed up to them as a kid. Yeah. Uh, maybe not fully understanding them. Right. But on board with them, you know, watching them with the folks or, yeah, watching them alone. mm Um, because you know your your parents have watched them or you know uh, Big Brother or whatever yeah
2: but then but yeah so the yeah so I I just was like all this stuff is just it's Mm. I enjoy this thing whatever it is Mm -hmm. and you know didn't know it was comedy the same way the same way some people look at they see words arranged in a certain way they don't understand that it's a poem or something yeah 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 it was just like oh I like these sorts of things Uh I didn't know what the word sitcom meant yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah um but then, but then, when I when I knew it was had its own sort of section in the video store, yeah, um, that's when I, you know started getting mad into um, yeah, Blackadder, yeah, which, which is just a sublime show, yeah, yeah, still um, young ones obviously. Well, those are Good great stuff. And the Simpsons, the Simpsons, the impact of the Simpsons yeah. on. Basically, anyone born around the time I was cannot be overstated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I was thinking about it recently. It's. It's a. It's. It's staggering. Yeah. What What they managed to bring together.
0: Sort of. Um, and put in prime time. Yeah, because they sort of, in a way, it became. I was think. I was thinking about it a while ago. It was sort of a little bit of a kind of Trojan horse thing, where it like kind of hooked. It hooked these people in that were young enough that it kind of in part was a kids show Yeah. of course it, it wasn't yeah. but I mean the first season so I was watching The Critic recently yeah, and they yeah. said The
2: Critic w- did really well with kids Wow. just because it was a
0: cartoon yeah yeah you know because there was that thing for a while around those you know around the, the time of even South Park's first series and stuff mm. even though it was on later and that there was that sort of idea that oh well, this must be alright for the mm kids to watch and it's, it feels like, like there was a, a great
2: amount of like fear around it as well mm, there was more mm, panic around mm, the mm. influence of Bart Simpson and stuff yeah 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 because cartoons were still seen as something yeah. for kids
0: yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah. And, the, and 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 their yeah, kids were going to watch so yeah it, it, it had that weird um, duality
0: well all those ones you named um, then um, the young ones Blackadder and Simpsons mm. they perfectly feed into whatever the fuck it is I was trying to say when I said you know on the one hand I want things to be smart Mm. to have this thread this concept this narrative but I also am quite happy if they're good to have sort of dick jokes fart jokes Mm. dumb jokes and all three of those series have, have, have both of those aspects to them
2: yeah I would argue that the young ones doesn't I think, really? yeah, I think I think the young ones is just a just, is just a, a sublimely realised dumb show.
0: Yeah, probably that's true. I think maybe I just I want. I, Even a I smart joke. I was going to say there's some clever writing in it, but it's yeah. it's still dumb stuff. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very cleverly. But having the just having the the balls to cut away to mm. to, to mice talking or yeah, to yeah. Uh, rats. Sorry, uh, you know, or you know, have having like the. Um, Okay, so there's a banister in the stair, and they call it Roger Banister. Yeah, yeah. That's the joke. Like there's 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 nothing more. Yeah, yeah. Talks or something. But he was a
0: politician or something. He was a runner. Oh yeah, yeah. Um,
2: But it's just it's just so. Yeah. It's it's just like every every joke is 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 so in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know.
0: Visual, as well as. Mm. You know, like. It is not restrained by anything. Yeah.
2: But, within the confines of probably the most sort of hack yeah um uh you know a uh, uh, situation yeah, yeah. it's for it's for students in a flat
0: well it's pretty crazy to go back and think about the the what the well as i understand that the the writing and making of that show is mm. that you know it kind of is the inmates are in charge of the asylum which almost never happens with those shows you know it was, yeah the young idiots that came up with the show and are in the show are the ones that are writing it mm. you know and they were young they were yeah, like
2: they were so young and, yeah. and this was and, and before that they have been doing the
0: comic strip yeah yeah yeah
2: and, and the early comic strip presents movies yeah. and this is my my current sort of comedy hero is um, Peter Richardson right
0: yeah yeah um,
2: yeah because he turned down uh, he either turned down or uh, for some reason didn't end up playing Mike on the yeah, young yeah that's ones. right that's right um, uh, in the documentary that comes with the comic strip uh, thing that they put out about 10 years ago um, I think Dawn French says he'll call us up and want to do these films we've all got careers now you know, we've, all, we've all moved on and done other things yeah yeah but, but he's but, but he still wants to do these um, silly these little fantastic
0: things oh, hold it oh, um,
2: yeah doing these doing these TV films thanks man that you know are going to get some audience yeah but you know, uh, you know probably aren't going to get a knighted or anything yeah yeah you know Oh, yeah mm. so yeah and he was and you know because it, 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 it when that when that group started yeah. uh, he was like a driving force he yeah. plays Julian in the in the um yeah you know, the five go mad
0: yes yeah right. yeah yeah hey so what did you think of what's his name Christopher Ryan the guy who plays Mike what did you make of him
2: he looks like he's he, I mean when I first watched it yeah. I, I just I just thought he was sort of the the dull character Mm. But then you sort you of go realize back to that him, he's eh, and yeah.
0: realize he's working on a bit of a he's the outsider and also he's got
2: this you but, know. You know, you know, but you know this is this is the the, the 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 flaw in that character I realized is that um, his um, his status doesn't ever change within the group yeah but he's all he's seen as pathetic and stuff as they all are by people outside of the group yeah yeah. Um, but within the group, there's, you know, he's just, he's, if he, if he comes in, you know, Mike the cool person enters yeah, the yeah, room yeah. and everyone just, everyone's sort of, uh.
0: He's number one in the hierarchy. Yeah. Always. Always, yeah. Vivian, and so, Vivian moves mm. the most, I think, because mm. mm. he's, he's quite often number two to Mike.
2: Yeah. We but get tr- the feeling he's like, he's like Mike's lieutenant. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, or Pitbull mm. or whatever, but. Um, guard Dog, but he also can end up pretty much right down the bottom because mm. he can be this despicable skinhead punk idiot, like, yeah. you know, anarchist, more mm. of an anarchist than the token anarchist that's not really an anarchist. <laughs> yeah. so but I'm having sc- said that, I think that uh, th- they, they do really,
2: they, the show does work. Mm. And the character of Mike... Mike, for a short period of time, was my favourite character on The Well, ones.
0: I remember someone saying to me, uh, you know, and I w- I've watched The Young Ones a lot. I watched it yeah. f- from before I really understood it and just kept watching it because there were bits that I liked. Probably those things like cutting away, you know, as a, I think I watched it when I was seven yeah. or eight. And then I got hooked on it right through to Intermediate and then, you know, right through high school and could sort of name every, you know, quote all the lines and all that sort of annoying, dumb stuff, as you say. Um, but it was, to begin with, it was those silly little things like cutting to two, you know, yeah. puppets, two yeah. really crude puppet rats and, you know, one of them's eating the other and going, it's what he would have wanted or whatever. Yeah. Like, those are the things you find funny. But I remember someone saying to me um, that they couldn't handle the character of Mike mm-hmm. or the actor because he had such terrible timing. And then right. I sort of went back and watched it went... But that's intentional. Like you know, that's Is it? Oh, no, that's thing, like, I know, it's the thing and then I and then I've seesawed on that just about yeah. e- just about ever since. Because he like, gets some really
2: good lines and he delivers them all right. But like, yeah. there's always something slightly off slightly
0: off. Which is cool, and that's what I take to be cool about it. That's when I sort of went mm. he's doing that on purpose. But it I've never worked out whether he is actually doing that on purpose or not. Mm. I th- I sort of like to think he is. I think he's but trying. Maybe very, he's trying him, very hard. Don't maybe I, that's no, giving no, no, him no, no, far no. too much credit. And the yeah. guy, I don't really I've <coughs> i haven't really followed the guy's career, but he, he was on
2: AB Fab uh, for a bit, I think. And
0: um, he pops up in Bottom as a character and 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 that a couple of times. Day, is it Dave Hedgehog? Yeah, that's right. He's Dave Hedgehog in Bottom. Yeah. 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 So he's in a couple of. Yeah. Have you seen Filthy Rich and Catflap? I haven't watched all of that, mm. I've only seen a few because it was. Um, it looked quite good, but it's good to see them playing was, different yeah, different characters. It didn't. It sort of bombed at the time. Or mm. well, that was my understanding of it. And I think like my parents watched it and went, "That's stupid. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. <laughs> we're, not gonna we're not gonna record that because yeah, yeah, it was yeah, all yeah. program your videos." <laughs> and um, and so that's why I missed out for years. Mm. And then it was very hard to find. And I sort of. Remember, got it down arrow Yeah, I remember finding a token episode here and there, and mm. I reckon I've only watched two or three. Yeah,
2: it's uh, not it's not totally necessary. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel I've
0: seen enough of it to. Yeah, bottom is way more. It's kind of an interesting wrong. in between young ones and bottom, mm. though, right? Like yeah. you can sort of see it as this. It's it's mm. it's no empire strikes back <laughs> <laughs> in the see, series. But. The, see,
2: the, the, going, going back to this idea of story that you're talking about, mm. The, the, mm. those those you know a young ones episode like time. Yeah doesn't have a story.
0: Which one's Time, the, um, Bomb one? No, time, no that's called Bomb. it's oh, called think. Bomb. Um, <laughs> of course it is. But oh, Time, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but yeah. They,
2: they don't, they, you know, they don't really, they don't really go any, I don't know. I don't no, know they're sort quite,
0: of based around like a big scene, like the party one or yeah. something, or a big few key scenes, but you're yeah. right, there's no real, well, well, I kind of love that,
2: The story's not the most important thing. No. It's, it's the, it's the it's just what happens within the episode I do remember it's a, it's a tough trick to, to pull off because yeah. people will generally uh, want a story if they mm. ju- if they just see silly stuff you know they'll, they'll, they'll get sick of it because you you do need something to, to hang on to I do remember but with comedy often I think with stand up comedy you, you it can just be yeah. how engaging the performer is True. And, and and just spending time with their perspective
0: I do remember thinking with the young ones that The shows mostly end on a bit of a dud almost like a duff line or almost on purpose almost on purpose that's what i mean like a a duff line or an intentional non-punch line or Mm. something something we've taken this as silly as we can go no we haven't here's this Mm. like the bomb one when it splits open and a tiny little (laughs) fucking balsa wood plane flies out you know with with sound effects up up and away or whatever um, those sorts of things.
2: Well, the first one where the plane crashed into the house and it just said, Yeah, there's a funny thing. Yeah. Which is a big ending. Yeah. But, but so unsatisfying.
0: But there was a pilot I and mean, then they yeah. didn't make the rest of the series till like a year later or something else. Yeah, they yeah, just pick right. up and go, Fuck it, we're just, we're just a series now. We won't address that. I think well, they're they no, they moving, they're moving the, house. Yeah, yeah. 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 True. Um, and I was thinking, I didn't read all of it, but I started reading Alexi Sales' new book and it got me thinking about mm-hmm. all his great um, performances. and mm. I had to
2: flick through that. It seems really, really bitter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've got to, yeah. I had to return it. I've got to get it back out and finish it. But it's pretty cool. Like, mm. uh, again, because he can kind of write, you know, like yeah. he's written sort of nonfiction and short stories <coughs> and stuff. And so he's actually had a go at yeah. writing a book before he's written his own story which is probably useful mm. but uh, I always liked his appearances in the end
2: yeah it? the Belovsky family yeah that's that's how to that's how to do a cameo yeah I do, uh, w- w- uh, when I uh, in the last couple of years I've done some uh, uh, plays yeah uh, with uh, with friends of mine they've been like you know uh, written or yeah. put together by the company yeah um, and I've uh, I've had little cameo moments or yeah. characters when I've been able to write is a, a thing and I always think this is yeah. you know that's the template is
1: yeah,
2: yeah. And, and he does it but it, oh it's so strange because in that he also seems like an outsider Mm-mm. and he kind of he kind of was he was more sort of uh, you know political and, yeah, yeah. and all that than, than, than most of them
0: yeah and he had a different persona on the stage mm-hmm. and all of that Okay,
2: so we. Yeah. Oh, I just want to say, yeah? the young ones has one of my favorite lines ever, mm. um, and it's not really a joke, but it's something that I often think about. Mm. Um, it's it's in sick, when yep. uh, when uh, Neil uh, has the, he has a, they've put a bin liner over him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and they're um, and they're about to do acupuncture with with nails, yeah, you yeah. Know, the hammer and nails thing. Yeah. And um, and he says. You might feel a bit of a prick. Oh, no oh, not that. Not that. That's, <laughs> it's that's good too. His 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 line and I think it's delivery, he just says, um he just said said I wish this wasn't happening to me. <laughs> oh, I wish this wasn't happening oh. to me. And whenever I'm in a in a in a in a, in a situation of voice. discomfort, I just go, yeah, just that yeah. I wish this wasn't happening to me. <laughs> it's a you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 a it's a it's 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 you know, it's as profound as e. e. Cummings. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a great line. There
0: are some really good, um, weird things in that show and some of the not, you know, unfunny things are the mm. things that sort of stick with you and as yeah. well as some of the just like corny old, you know, like that. You might yeah. feel a bit of a prick, so what's new, like, that, mm. that always makes me laugh. But and,
2: it's so strange, though, that that stuff, the way that they did it was so different from um, very similar jokes being done by other British television, yeah, at you know at the Im- immediately prior yeah, to ends yeah. and, and at the same time, uh. but how come when the, and the, and this is the thing about um, that that it's really the the, the 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 performer's intention and the intention of the show that matters. There was the <laughs> thing with um, Stephen Colbert last year that gave an interview before the um, new Late Show launched mm. when he said that the the product is jokes but what we really what you can just as easily call it intention yeah. we're selling intention yeah. and that's what the audience um, picks up on I was mm. really sad to say the, the Late Show uh, David Letterman is my favourite mm. comedian and I was so sad when that finished like legitimately sad
0: yeah that I, I that was too of I of kind of I I, I, lo- I love that guy and I loved that show for a long time and then I, I stopped watching it and again it, it you know, mm. you didn't need to watch it all the time to know what he was up to and what he was yeah. doing. But I would, I would check back in, in on it. And I sort of... I had quite a few feelings about, um, you know, when he retired and, and the way he wrapped up. And I sort of thought... I watched most of those last mm. few shows. And I thought it was very... Um, I was very moved by how seriously he took signing off. Yeah. You know, to such a level that he... You know, he gave himself... The sort of ceremony that he deserved, mm-hmm. and if he'd left it to someone else, he might not have got it in this day and age. And I, th-
2: it was very well. There, there was a Ray Romano hosted uh, CBS salutes letterman thing <laughs> yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. That didn't do the job, no.
0: He yeah. was that's what sort I of mean. He, he, <coughs> he uh, I don't know. There was there was just a way he bowed out that I thought was kind Dign- of dignified, dignified. That's uh, almost profound, certainly dignified, and um. And, you know, who was it that said, was it, I'm sure lots of people said this, but I think it might have been Howard Stern talked about how, like, you know, he's the last guy that, mm. you know, the thing is, he he was on the audience's side, you know, like, um, and I always think of that great in- interview. It's a few years old now, but it's not, it's not Dave and his alleged prime. It's, it's only sort of five or six years old. But when Paris Hilton comes on and, you know, She'd just been in jail mm-hmm. and she obviously wants to talk about, she says, I've, uh, I want to talk about my, you know, my fragrance yeah. and my handbag and mm. my movie. And oh, he, there's right. this big awkward pause at the start, and then he just goes, So, how was the big house? <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah. And she she doesn't really know what he's talking about. Yeah. And then he goes, You know, clink and run around, all this sort of stuff. And he's just delighting in it. And then she says, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about my bag, my fragrance, and my movie. And he just sort of looks at her, and, you know, tongue rolls around the top of his lip, and he goes, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk about those things. You know, <laughs> see, that doesn't interest me. Yeah, yeah. And he just pursues this line for sort of seven minutes mm. until it's as uncomfortable as it can be with him just, you know, and it is shooting fish or whatever. Mm. But, you know, yeah, I think it was Howard Stern said, you know, he, he he knew his audience thought she was fuck all. Yeah. And he knew that his audience... Or he
2: was just playing to to, to the audience. So. Yeah.
0: But, but he but he wanted, you know, he he didn't want to just go... Okay, I've given you so well. Same with this stuff with Donald Trump and that. You know, I've given you so much fucking grief
1: mm.
0: on the show, on the in the monologue. I'm not gonna come on and go. It's great to see you because mm. I don't. I don't genuinely mean that. Yeah. So you know, and he did that. Whereas. You know, Jimmy Fallon, of course, it's always, oh, he's impossible because yeah. the, the guy's talented. <clears throat> you, know, you can't say he's not talented. He's, he's, he's insanely talented. He's insanely talented, but it's just unbelievable. He made,
2: he made Lorne Michaels laugh. Yeah. And it, like,
0: <laughs> Which only he happened just four does times. not happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, it made him laugh at, at, a, at a club where he's doing the showcase for the, right. um, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, he's very talented but, but you know he's hugely talented but, but every show is the same and, and it's always so great to see everyone and they're always yeah. so talented and it's, it's un, it, I
2: can't believe with, with someone that talented and with The Roots is the yeah. house band yeah.
0: that um, he still needs t- you know to, to do well or whatever I mean, like to just soft sell and oversell there's, at the same there time there are loads of there,
2: there are segments where, he, where it's literally reading out other people's tweets yeah you know, now, now, Dave would never have just gone, yeah, you write these things for yeah, us yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. You know, he might've gone, uh, like, you know, the, the, the CBS mailbag
0: yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. that
2: was, that was, that was fantastic. Yeah. He would, he would, you know, he would address what the, you know, call people yeah. up and even on the, on <clears throat> no, the, he was, on the old NBC show, he w- went around to somebody's house and stuff.
0: I heard this um, story about him recently and I don't know if you've heard this, but he, um, when he was sort of, um, uh, I guess just probably just before he got the TV show, like maybe early, very early 80s, maybe late 70s, when he was sort of being recognised as mm-hmm. a, a decent comedian and a bit of a force, but he wasn't, you know, a big, big deal. Yeah. He's playing in some club and Ringo Starr was hammered. Have you heard this? No. Ringo Starr apparently had his lowest kind of, mm-hmm. you know, ebb of drunkenness, mm-hmm. um, could sort of only get into these clubs if he could basically point out who he who he was or slash used to be yeah. and he used to sort of get by by um you know Dean Martin would have a table in every joint in town in case he got thrown out of <laughs> ones he could just move to the next so Ringo sort of said I'm on yeah, you know, whether this was the comedy store or one of those kind of famous yeah. places in LA and and and, and Ringo sort of says I'm on Dean Martin's table so they let him in and apparently he's just talking over the top of let him just talking absolute nonsense and just yelling out yeah just drunk drunk heckling and uh, Lederman just ends up sort of saying, Hey buddy, you know, do you mind shutting up? Sort of thing. And Ringo Starr goes, Do you fucking know who I am? I'm Ringo Starr, you know. I'm Ringo Starr, mate, or whatever. And there's a silence, <laughs> then Dave just goes, so you're not content with fucking up your own career, you <laughs> want to ruin mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just this fucking deathly silence, you know. And that's what I loved about, uh, one of the things I loved about mm. him was just how brutal he could be. Yeah. But, but how, I guess it's that thing like what people see and I certainly see it in, I guess, Bill Hicks and certainly Carlin and that, that, that idea of the comedian as truth teller. Frankie Boyle is a good example of that now, I think. Um, and maybe not everyone's a fan of him, but I, I sort of see him as doing that, you know. That's certainly something that that I gravitate towards. I think with with comedians, and that's what I got from Dave. yeah. yeah. Play like, uh, in the show. He was obviously playful with yeah. but you could rely on him to tell the truth when he needed to. Yeah,
2: you know? there was there was an honesty that yeah. he brought to those interactions. Yeah. While at the same time, uh, uh, it basically introducing the irony that Steve yeah. Martin had kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. established in the in the in the in the seventies yeah. Uh, like making that sort of mainstream but that I didn't real this is the weird thing about about being like slightly younger uh uh you know not not seeing the young ones and yeah, letterman yeah. firsthand like all yeah. the first time around like I didn't know about I didn't know that Letterman had changed television yeah yeah by the time I saw him he was just like he was establishment yeah he yeah, was just yeah. exceptionally fucking good at yeah, you got it. Right? by the, by the time I saw the young ones i didn't I didn't know that they were sort of you know uh, attached to the punk and post-punk movements yeah, I didn't know yeah. the first alternative alternative comedy. comedy yeah. I didn't know you know all the, um, you know, yeah. the, the the extent of the reaction to Thatcher and stuff I didn't know any of the comic strip things mm. what the climate was at the time um, it's just
0: good stuff good stuff I was going to say funny and in and, 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 and the context of those things because they're all comedy related but funny and all good stuff you know mm. like I, I sort of always say and, you know it's it's maybe it's getting harder to believe it, but I I, I want to be a believer still in the idea that the the cream rises to the top or whatever, like the really good things mm. will get noticed, and and I know that's not, you know, anyone could prove a bunch of examples where someone's you know mm. struggled for their art and not been noticed because they didn't have the platform someone else had given to them and all of that. Yeah. But I'm, I I want to be a believer that good stuff.
2: There's a lot of good stuff out there, but <clears throat> not all of it. Not all of it's going to get noticed. Did no. you hear? Did you hear Brian Eno's um, Peel lecture last year?
0: No, only no. I didn't
2: watch all of it. Only bits of it. Oh, uh, you should. It's, yeah. Uh, it's great, but there's a, there's a bit in there where he's talking about going to um, a, an art exhibition of a certain period that he thinks he knows very well, mm. and then mm. he notices there are loads of painters he's never heard of whose work is really, you know, yeah, as 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 good as the big names who've, who've survived, and, when there's, and his, his his point was that when there is a, 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 a supportive sort of group or a, when conditions are right and there is a scene, a whole bunch of stuff will happen at once um, and and the quality will just generally go up and then we'll remember a few of the names and those people will be the, the famous people. And he says mm. this happened in, in British uh, pop culture on a, 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 a mm. few revolutions as well, maybe including the one that he was a part of initially. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... It's just that, like, you can go into a fucking, uh, you know, hotel lobby, and there's and there's someone playing the piano. I don't know. That could be as good as Glenn Gould. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know, or Billy Joel. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, there's a, there,
1: there,
2: I, I do think though that 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 idea of uh, you know truth and and honesty and it, it, that that stuff it comes through no matter what, no matter no matter what art you're doing and no matter what. Uh, what your um, what style within that art yeah like the, the reason I think that Dylan is can is so compelling still is because he honestly just seems to listen to himself
0: yeah and to he do will what go. he wants to do yeah
2: and, just, and, and, and to not compromise that yeah um, even uh, he's done things that people would call and do call compromises and maybe you know maybe he has slipped a couple of times yeah uh, but there's, there's, there's a very. There are very few people who have remained, mm. you know, that true to the to the thing that initially, yeah. set them off on that path. Yeah.
0: You know. But he's a good example for a bunch of reasons, and one of them, and and I've been thinking about this with him a lot lately, is. You know. He must have made this conscious decision. To not buy into the role of the pop star let alone the let alone producing the material mm. um but just like i'm you know i'm gonna walk around in my hoodie i'm not trying See. to get the cameras notice me well he, I, he clocked
2: I'm, being a pop star by 1965 yeah, exactly. anyway so that's what yeah. i mean
0: and, and so then he tried the aloof thing
1: yeah
0: and 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 the sarcasm and the mm. sort of withering stares and and uh, you know, perhaps a lot of that was pretty amphetamine fueled or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but but that's documented. That's still there. Mm-hmm. You can see all that, and obviously something, maybe something pretty profound happened. Around well, um, the motorcycle, around crash. The motorci- yeah. But that's what I mean. That yeah. that obviously had a lot of different things that that came home to him. Yeah. You know, and, and then he records the basement tapes. Yeah. You know, and and
2: and 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 then. Immediately after cutting all these great things with the with the band, listening to that side of him, he goes and makes John Wesley Harding, which um, is a record I've come back to recently. That's wall to wall bangers. Yeah, it's a that's record. a good record. Um,
0: I love that whole period, right through to um, self. Well, right through, but right through to Planet Waves. Planet uh, Waves, yeah. Planet Waves, you know? like <laughs> I, I, I
2: like self Self-portrait. portraits. Self portraits. Because some of it's awful, tricky, yeah,
0: yeah. And, but some of it's really but good. New, new morning is kick ass good. Yeah, that's, yeah. To me, that's a really good record. And, yeah. um First time I heard any of that, I, I, I
2: overlooked New Morning. Yeah, no, that's always um, been a favourite. But then of, I, I, I realised that it was, that that was a Dylan song in The Big Lebowski. Yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. The yeah, man in yeah. me. I was like, where, where was that song hiding?
0: Yeah, that's such a great song. Yeah. He, he, um, yeah, I see, I felt, that's one of, I had one of those moments, i go to the Big Lebowski at the big screen, that kicks in, and I'm like, fuck yeah, one of my favourite Dylan songs, because mm-hmm. I bought New Morning for like $5 on tape in Rotorua one, yeah. you know, what are you going to do in Rotorua one summer holiday, and you mm-hmm. can only go on the fucking boat on the lake, you know, a few times, and then you're bored, so you go hunt around in the music store, yeah. the only Bob Dylan tape they've got, they've got on a sail bench for 5 bucks. Mm. There's got to be something good on here. Opens up. I knew. I knew that you know. If not for you, you I knew. Yeah. Didn't really know anything else on that at all, but didn't really like that version of If Not for You. Um, so were
2: you familiar with the George Harrison. The covers
0: one, Olivia Newton-John's yeah. version and George Harrison's, it's been by a and also lot of women. and also the Bootleg Series version, which. Oh yeah. Which I like. You know, yeah. So that's probably, that was probably the biggest. Disc, bootleg one to three. That yeah, is, which was wow. phenomenal, but yeah. that. In fact, I bought New Morning quite soon after having the Bootleg Series too. Yeah. So, I had just got the first three, that first three yeah. volumes, and that I mean that to me was more important. <coughs> Bootleg Series was actually more important than masterpieces, yeah. even though I heard masterpieces and that set me off.
2: Yeah, masterpiece is great.
0: It's great, but, um, but the Bootleg Series it's such was a good just,
2: collection. It was only is a Japanese thing, yeah. I think. It was only available in this part of the world.
0: Yeah, because I didn't know anything about um, biograph until like way later you know like uh, that was an established dylan box set thing but that was a big
2: i found a record of that when i was like 15 so
0: yeah that didn't mm. that didn't mean anything to me for a long long time that and then i kept reading about it like this was a, a big compilation you know a big yeah. deal masterpieces had sort of done the trick
1: mm.
2: yeah masterpiece is excellent but oh man i had a i had a thing with um like a rolling stone i'd heard that like a rolling stone was this great song yeah the first thing that uh, the first the, the first Dylan record I got the first Dylan CD I got was that thirtieth anniversary concert oh, yeah, yeah. where it, it's John Mellencamp doing <laughs> it. So I was like, "Oh, okay, I can sense a rock song whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I got um, Bootleg Series One the Three, piano which is DMI. the piano. It's like a minute and
0: six seconds yeah, long yeah. or something, um, which I quite like. Yeah, 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 me too. But if it's your first, you know, you're wondering why Girl Marcus wrote a yeah. book about. A mm. song that goes like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, then, and then I got Masterpieces, which has the... Uh, I think it has the Isle of Wight version that's mm. on Self-Portrait, mm. the mm. live version.
0: Where, so, yeah. where he sounds hammered and he sings the same yeah. line twice. It, it's, the vacuum it's, of your it, eyes thing, I think he mutters at the first oh, yeah, time. No, eh? yeah, and then he, yeah, And then he goes, oh, yeah, that'll do. And I'll chuck that in again mm. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So by the time I got... Uh, um, Highway 61 Revisited, Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd kind of given up on it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, it's...
0: So where'd it's you where'd you, where'd you grow up? Where'd you hear all this stuff? You grew up in Hawke's Bay. Were you born there? Born in Wellington. Born in Wellington. Yeah, I lived
2: here until I was like 11 or 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, you had
0: time in Hawke's Bay. Yeah. Because you had it Went to a school in Hawke's Bay.
2: Yeah, very briefly. And then
0: <clears throat> you... So you grew up in Wellington and then you end up where? In Wanganui. When yeah. Do you, when I mean, did you
2: get to Whanganui? High school. I went mean, to I mean, yeah. high school as I was boarding. Yeah. And, um, uh, and we weren't, uh, in the first year we weren't allowed, uh, I think we, I don't think we were allowed Walkmans. Right. Um, but I was, I was, I, 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 a couple of people had them. Um, we definitely allowed them the next year. Um, and I got into the into the Beatles after after being really into just stuff that was around. I love Guns and Roses. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought Guns and Roses was this was when I was like eleven. I thought that that was just that was like the platonic ideal of what a band should be. Yeah. Right? And in some ways, you can still argue that. They are, yeah, totally. Or were. Yeah. Um, I know that, uh, yeah, uh, but 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 I, but I thought that I thought that bad Guns and Roses was good Guns and Roses. Yeah you know like i would
0: same for quite a long time i yeah. would just listen
2: to both the illusions <laughs> yeah. all the way through the, the masterpieces yeah. seamless. Oh, i'm so <laughs> glad i'm so glad they didn't cut my world you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, uh, but yeah it started, started i went to back.
0: the i went to the show um, in yeah. 93 and they um, they pumped my world out of the speakers at the end yeah. after the final. It was Axel's
2: birthday, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just read that um the that's Stephen right. Davis book on yeah, that's Guns right. N' Roses. Yeah. Yeah, they they really. It was like, a good
0: gig. It was a, you know everyone goes mm-hmm. on about it being marred by him being temperamental and technical difficulties and that. Yeah. That wasn't really my memory of it. I mean, maybe I was a little bit young, but. I was well, fuck. I was nearly finished high school. I was old enough to, right. it was a really important gig seeing that. Like, yeah, I can you know, imagine. It was a massive thing, but, and it was a pretty perfect set list. Was that the, so had
2: you seen, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've looked at the set list. Mm. I, just, I just recently There is watched. a
0: YouTube clip of the whole concert. It's, it's really pretty, poor quality though. pretty poor quality. Yeah, I tried I to watch it recently. I couldn't stick through it, but mm. I liked seeing that it existed. Same with um, Faith No More at the Town Hall in 1993. Oh, there's one of those? That's actually slightly better. Right. Um, was that what, was the, what was the first gig you went to? First gig I saw, at, well, first thing I was taken to when I was really young was Diggy Smash and Napier mm-hmm. at the Marine Parade. Mm. And we, we sat outside and didn't pay to go in. Yeah. And all these Hawke's families did the same. And Dave Dobbin threw a, someone threw a bottle at the stage and it got pretty ugly. I think there was mongrel mob members at the front. And and I think they threw it back or something or he mouthed off. And then they opened up the um, side curtains and let everyone in to try and... And I was pretty hooked on that because I walked in and they pumped out um, Outlook for Thursday. And (laughs) I was was about eight or nine, and that was my favorite song. But I don't really count that. The first actual concert I went to, I was 13. And it was Eric Clapton and at the supertop. And, you know, for years, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And <coughs> yeah. fuck, that seems, not well, not sad, but a little bit sad now. <laughs> like yeah. I still got, I've still still got a really good memory of that being an amazing concert because of what it mm. represented, the first yeah. concert. And it was also, you know, sure, he was full fucking Armani blues man, yeah. but it was a shit-hot band and a good set list. Right. So it was a good time to see him. It was pre-unplugged. Mm. So he wasn't quite a watered-down sap he was, you know, the Journeyman album was relatively strong in the context of his career right. and he had this incredible band but so that was 1990 and then the following year we sort of got to go to one stadium gig in Auckland a year so the following year was um, Dire Straits Oh uh, yeah with Hot House Flowers opening which was good and then um, must have been Paul McCartney and Oh got, you saw Paul McCartney in Paul 19- McCartney and he, Three or yeah, four? Paul McCartney and Guns N' Roses. Actually, it would have been Guns N' Roses, and then a month later. Right, I like
2: um, that record that he had uh, that, off, the a, off the ground. Yeah, yeah, I do
0: too, and it's not great, but I like it. Yeah, you know,
2: it's, it's. But again, I think it's because it came out at a time when I was like yeah. getting into the Beatles. that was Paul McCartney's so, current record. I've got, I've got the vinyl now. Wow. Um, I,
0: I, I, <coughs> you know, I like flowers in the dirt. Yeah. The one from before it is, is technically a better record.
2: It's much better record. Much yeah. better
0: record. And I've got I've got that. I I I do like that. Yeah. But yeah, I have a fond.
2: the stuff written by Elvis Costello. I hear. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I have a fond and Dave Gilmore plays on that. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, Dave
2: Gilmore plays on a bit. Of yes, Bacardi he does. 19s, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah yeah. 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 But uh, on a, a cool thing to do with um, uh, Flowers in the Dirt mm. is try to guess all the um, lines that Elvis Costello wrote, wrote. Because there's and they're the
0: ones when Paul told him now pretend you're fucking John Lennon <laughs> do
2: <laughs> as you're told. <laughs> but there's one where just like um that song my brave face yeah yeah there's a line that just like you can't i can only hear it as, as elvis costello where he goes yeah. ever since we left i have been trying to compose it <laughs> <laughs> baby won't you please come home not yeah. for you That's a, yeah. it's such an elvis costello thing you know yeah. like, why didn't you stick it on uh, the king of america or whatever yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That time, you know?
0: but even uh, the uh, you know I, there's something pretty fascinating about their little writing partnership. I mm. haven't read it, I haven't read Costello's book yet. I meant to. I meant to read it over summer, and I just haven't got to it. And I'm, yeah. i kind of. I really want to enjoy it and mm. find the right space for it. But um, you know, um, much as you could totally believe McCartney would write, I've been Hitting the town and it didn't hit back. You can also <laughs> believe that Costello did that because yeah. that's not that's not that far from like every day I write the book and some of yeah, those yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where he kind of has fun with cheese. You know, mm. um, it'll be his cooking show.
2: <laughs> so, what was your first yeah, gig? Um, I believe it was probably uh, Joe Cocker, yeah. at the Jubilee Stadium in Palmerston North in 1995. <laughs> see, it, uh, man, we got 95. so into Joe Cocker before seeing that. Wow. We were just like, oh, no. I
0: think that's before I first saw him. I, I, was, I saw Joe Cocker a lot, but I think mm-hmm. I didn't see him until like 90. He came here a lot. Right. And I, I mostly saw him in a professional capacity or whatever, you know. I mostly saw him as a reviewer. But the first time I saw him, I paid to go as a student. And I, was, and I reckon it was 98. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: But he, The weird thing about seeing Joe Cocker was uh, Midge Marsden opened for him. Right.
0: He opened for Eric Clapton. Right, I saw ah. that.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was working there. I think it was Midge Marsden anyway. Um, and, and he did... Um, uh, or it might
0: have been Hammond Gamble. I no, it was Hammond Gamble.
2: Ah, yes, so maybe it was, it was the
0: was, same tour, because I was, saw him open for, I saw Hammond Gamble, but I reckon that, that was, was 95. Oh, okay. The one I saw he must 95. have done a
2: great job. But he, <laughs> yeah, we'll have you back. <laughs> Come sit on the couch. Uh, yeah. He, um, but he played um, Groom Still Waiting at the Altar, the yeah. Dylan song, yeah. which I knew because I had Biograph yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, wow. And, and I was like, and I, and, and I was like, surprised. I was like, Nobody in Palmerston North is going to know that this is a Dylan song. I mean, it really clapped. You know, here I'm, like, surprised that this jobbing musician knows Mm. a Dylan song. (laughs) You
0: know? Isn't it funny that in, (coughs) well, look, I don't know what the word is, but that ownership that you feel you have over that stuff at that point. I remember driving driving up to the Eric Clapton concert we were listening to the Slow Hand album. Yeah. Which was always, when I liked Eric Clapton's solo albums, and I can't find a single one I like now, mm. apart from the very first one from 1970, the self-titled one, that's pretty good. Um, but uh, I loved Slow Hand, I thought it was a very good record, and it's got, it's still got a couple of good things on it, but it's not great. But there's a, I don't know if you're familiar with it, there's a song at the end, an instrumental called Peaches and Diesel. No. It's a very odd, you know, wafty, instrumental. Um, and my brother and I were like, how cool would it be if he played this? Which mm. is fucking absurd. Like, he probably, yeah. he probably never played that live ever. But we were like, and my brother was like, I'm going to be really disappointed if he doesn't play that. And then we decided that, you know, like my world, <laughs> later on at Guns <laughs> N' Roses, they might pump it through the speakers <laughs> at the end. And we sort of stood around at the end yeah. of the show waiting. Like, and there was silence we were sort of waiting for, are they going to play this instrumental that, like, probably most of the people here... Mm. Don't have any fondness for, for and of course they're not. But you know, it seemed yeah. legitimate to us like if you book it, it will come. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, if you dream it, they will be it. It's yeah. fucking stupid, but, but they came of it. No, of course yeah. not.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We met before the second time uh, before we saw uh, Dylan. It was my second time, it was my friend's first time. We wrote out a whole bunch of songs that he definitely wouldn't play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, Yay Heavy and a Bottle of Bread and stuff. <laughs> um, <coughs>
0: But then he, he did opened... He, did he take a view of them off? He opened with Cats in the Well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, come on, man. Yeah. It's pretty
0: brilliant. I, he played... Um, I'm sure one of the times I saw him, he played Wiggle Wiggle of um, Red uh, yeah,
2: Sky. the Red Sky, which is a record I've gone back to recently. Yeah, well,
0: I, I haven't, but I loved that album. It was absurd, but I always loved it. I didn't like
2: it at all, but then I read... Um, it's got all oh those... God, what's his name? Uh, is it Paul Williams? Who's a... Some he, was a, he was a no. He was a real, oh. a real uh, huge Dylan. He wrote Dylan. Oh, what happened? Um. And um, I think his name was Paul Williams. I'm I'm sorry if I'm uh, misremembering him. But yeah. I, I read some of his uh, Dylan stuff a couple of years ago, yeah, and there yeah. was a con- and there was a like contemporaneous review of. Uh, under the Red Sky, and he mm. said it's brilliant. It's the best thing he's ever done, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, and I was not. like, oh, maybe I've got this wrong. Yeah. You know, and so I went back, and you know, no, it's not the best thing he's ever but done. It's but it's surprisingly listenable. It, yeah, I mean, I'd, I rather to, I'd rather listen to that than most of like the Knocked Out Loaded yeah. or Empire Burlesque or something
0: or uh, Down in the Grove. <clears throat> Yeah. Or saved. Oh, down in the groove. I've or shot of love. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, shot of love's only got every grain of sand to. Which is a it.
2: fantastic song. Like if you write, if you write that song yeah. and that song alone in that
0: decade. Yeah, you've that's done enough. Well. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, the bootleg series version is better. Mm. Yeah. There, there are yeah. There would be. A Actually, bootleg the bootleg right. series. One of the things that's so great about that is you know it does it does highlight that there were you know more than a handful of incredible songs he wrote in the eighties. Mm. Those all the versions of the eighties things on the boot that final you know disc of the first volume of bootleg that's fucking awesome yeah
2: yeah it's really good um what is it series of dreams, dreams you know foot oh of pride yeah. yeah
0: yeah you know even though I prefer that earlier version of tight connection to my heart it's a bit of it's a bit of a loose demo oh, but I that's uh, uh, th- th- yeah that's on there it's got a different chorus mm-hmm. it's called you. it's called, called you've got a hold of my heart it's the same song yeah it doesn't have the sort of reggae look to it so that kind of redeems it because, mm. you know, that felt a bit phony. Yeah.
2: yeah so uh, even with all that dodgy stuff, he's still writing Every great oh, song or totally. Dark Eyes. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and, and those sorts of, those sorts Brownsville of things. Brownsville Girl. Uh, Brownsville Girl, of course, which, you know, yeah. The it, best thing on one of the worst well, albums. Well, Knocked Out Loaded could have been a single, yeah, really, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, so str- uh, uh, it's so strange, it's so strange, in the Groove has Sly and Robbie on it. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's probably it's musically it's perhaps the least satisfying yes. record in, his, in yeah. the, like since another side of Bob Dylan or something yeah yeah you know which yeah. people shit on another side of Bob Dylan a little bit
0: <laughs> but he he recorded it in like a night yeah yeah and and there's like you know half um, a dozen good songs really good songs well there, songs on there it.
2: are like three
1: classics yeah, on yeah, there yeah yeah yeah
2: you know like cast iron classics yeah and there's stuff like you know um to Ramona and yeah. um, all I really yeah, want
0: to do is on there and yeah there yeah no it's half a pretty good social yeah. really but my back pages is on that record yeah it's yeah. a fucking amazing song yeah yeah I was listening to that you know the, the, the birds version of that yeah the other day in the car and I was just like yeah, you kind of just go fuck it you know how old was he when he wrote this shit yeah and and you know how how many things of that quality did he write at such a young age mm. it's mental
2: have yeah. you read the Clinton Halen book, uh, not Behind the Shades, but the one... Oh, the
0: follow-up one.
2: The, the one about the songs? No. Nice. It's, it's in two volumes.
0: Behind the Shades was a really important book for me. Same here. It really was, formative, like, music bio thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, probably the first big music book I read. But no, I haven't read... I've read yeah. other things by Clinton Halen, yeah. but I haven't read... It Downs. focuses
2: just on the songs and yeah. all the songs. Yeah. Um, uh, it, uh, it came out before the recent. Um, right. It came out before the recent uh, uh, basement tapes yeah. full yeah. thing. So yeah. he's guessing on a couple of yeah. things just yeah. from like yeah. transcript. But it's 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 fantastic. Oh, I'm okay. going to read the first volume. I don't But really... yeah, the Clinton Halen book that that was the first thing that gave me. Um, like, um, because uh, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I hadn't seen, like, Don't Look Back.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, I hadn't heard same. all the music. I have hardly seen any footage of them.
2: Yeah, you couldn't just stream stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I hadn't, I hadn't heard a lot of the music, but mm. it was just like, uh, you know, here's the, here's the, here's the life of this person up until whenever it was, yeah, yeah. 1990 or something. Yeah. Um, I that, think that I, gave me, that was one of the things where I went, I want to do this sort of thing. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. See, I think, I think um, I hadn't seen any real footage of him apart from the Wilburys, yeah, and probably like you know the Live Aid song, you know. Oh, well, that, <laughs> not, not 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 even I didn't even have a memory of the Live Aid performance. Yeah, I mean the um, USA for Africa yeah um, video, and and I didn't know much else in terms of, and I just remember I remember there was really cool photographs in that book, mm. and he just seemed you know it just seemed like wow, this is amazing. And it was, you know, it was a good piece of writing and he was obviously so interesting. Yeah. And I had read a couple of music books before that. I'd read a a, a, a a semi-decent Mick Jagger biography mm-hmm. at quite a young age and I'd read a very boring book about the death of John Lennon and I was pretty into yeah. reading music books. I was just getting into them, but that one was like the one. Mm. That and, um well, one of the Lou Reed biographies too the Victor box. probably that one yeah. yeah probably that one um I think because um yeah because he just I think because he was a big deal I read two or three there was yeah. one that wasn't very good there's one by a guy called Jeremy Reed no relation mm. it's not good he's some sort of poet Lou
2: Reed was huge for me I got that um development underground box set the Peel yeah. Slowly and See one yeah yeah um and uh I, I got it again because I, I lost yeah. the first one but I've, I've got it again now I hardly yeah. ever get CDs but I need that you
0: know? yeah yeah
2: yeah Um, I've got loaded on, on like four different uh, I've got Format. two, two <laughs> CDs of it yeah I was like that, that. Yeah, I've record. just got I've got
0: that new 5 disc
2: yeah album. I couldn't like, justify getting that again
0: yeah I've just I got sent the files of it which was right. nice to have to, to hear yeah. and um but no God I love that record yeah. that was the first Velvet Underground
2: record I heard loaded. I got a tape of the best of the Velvet Underground featuring Nico or something. Yeah, yeah, had yeah. It's some, really, some really strange choices on it. Like yeah. Like Stephanie says on it which is yeah, right. quite a good choice. Yeah. Uh, run, Run, Run. Yeah. Um, some of that. Um, but that and this is and this is and, and, and the Bowie um, singles thing yep. was huge yeah, around yeah. that stage. And that led into um uh uh I, I really wanted to hear the Stooges yeah I'd never I, I hadn't heard that stuff and I had to get the record, the CDs from Australia order them but they had to order them in from yeah. Australia, and um <clears throat> and uh, that was cool because no one else I had those first those those three you know CDs yeah. and nobody else in you know who I knew had this um, particular music yeah but everyone obviously, loved, Search and destroyed. You know, that had been on a Nike commercial for years, yeah, yeah. years previously. Um, and this is when, in the show that I was talking about that your uh, that your uh, parents in law came to see yeah. is called Loose: A Private History of yeah, yeah. and piggy Pop. Because well, I, I was got, bummed out.
0: We missed that. We must have been away. I think. I'll do
2: it again. Yeah. You were away. Yeah. Um, I'll 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 do it again before I take it up to walking probably. Yeah, so cool. you have a chance to look at it maybe, but. Um,
0: but, so you know, you've done this show in Aussie though, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it
2: won a it won a touring award, which meant it got to, I got sort of like a sponsored thing to the Sydney Fringe. Yeah. So. Yeah. How did well, it go well, over there? Did it go? Um, okay. We were we were lucky in that um, people uh, in, in that they they plugged the show a bit. You know, it was like festival picks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So people showed up where they wouldn't have. Yeah. You know, just they took a pub because yeah, they yeah. they believed. They had a bit in, of a profile. Yeah. profile. Yeah. Um, and it worked really well, despite the fact that it, 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 it's, um, like I was getting laughs in Wellington from very Wellington specific yes. things. And like, there's a, there's a line in there about uh, okay. the first basic, one of the first jokes that mm-hmm. I wrote, uh, for doing up was, um, came, was an intro joke. i come in and say, hello, my name's, um, Johnny, but the way I spell it, there's no H in Johnny. So everyone agreed it was best if I just moved out of Wanganui. So it's a, it works for a, you know, yeah, a, yeah, a New Zealand yeah. audience. In Australia, not so much. Well, in Australia, this but is the weird did, thing. I, 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 in the preamble to the show, I went, okay, there's a joke coming up. It's got, you know, these are the things you need to know. Um, and, 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 and I'm going to need you to give me the same sort of response. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then it comes up a third time. I didn't yeah. realise this. Um, it comes up twice in the show, uh, and it's sort of subverted the second time. Yeah. But in Australia, on the third, it was the third go... Uh, the, the third time they'd heard it yeah. and they just congratulated themselves even more yeah. for remembering what was going on <laughs> and um, it was it was really quite heartening because it, it it seems like the when I wrote it I thought that it would just play for four nights at bats and yeah, yeah maybe get okay houses and yeah. whatever but um uh and, and, that, it, and that it wouldn't tr- um, you know head, head off anywhere else because it, oh, yeah. it, I just I just thought that, that was that was the show I was focusing I do want to do as good as I can done Um but it was great to see another audience, not knowing any of these places, yeah. have such a such a strong reaction. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm really pleased with it because it seems to it seems to have done that um, thing of trying to you know, because you're always was it the Yates thing about, um, uh, the 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 more specific something is, the more universal yep. it has the potential yeah, yeah. to be. Um, so I don't expect people in Sydney to know that uh, you used to be able to see into the windows of licks from <laughs> when you were sitting in espresso holic. Yeah. You yeah. know, but I didn't take it out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it worked. Yeah, worked well.
0: And so you you're gonna do that in Auckland. Uh, I'm not either this year or next year. Right. I'm, so I'm, it's I'm, not lined up. No. Confirmed fully, but you plan to take it up and do it. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, and I'll and I'll do it. I'll do it again a couple of times before it, before it. Uh, before I hang it up which uh, I've got to because it's got the, it's got 2015 in the title
0: right there's a bit mm-hmm. of a movement um, you know for uh, poetry and music and I guess comedy I haven't seen this much myself but art, obviously theatre definitely artists seeking out sort of um, different spaces to perform in, Unu- yeah. you know unusual, not typical. Yeah. That's probably the way to put. It. Uh, is it something you've done or sort of seek to do with the comedy stuff, like put it on in a pub that doesn't normally have shows, or um, or stage it in a restaurant or a <coughs> cafe or in a park or you know I don't know what or have you been mostly? I've thought about that. Have you mostly done shows in very show related environments and very show specific venues?
2: I think every show I've done I've done it in a theatre or a bar. Yeah. I think. Um but I've thought about doing things like um I thought about doing a show at the zoo. Yeah. Um I, I thought about doing a show that was I've got this idea for a show, um which I don't know who's gonna be listening to this, so yeah. I might as well just say what the idea is. Yeah. Um uh I'd like to do a show where a friend of mine and I, we meet on the waterfront and have a very, very, like, ultra-naturalistic, you know, like, like, later on Valium type... Yeah. Yeah, you know, um... ...conversation, and as we walk on the waterfront and then at the end we split up... Yeah. ...with maybe six or eight audience members. So uh, yeah. So doing it, um... And I don't know what the content of the show would be... Right. ...but just that it would be two people... Talking at the yeah. volume they normally would, yeah. you know, and if, with and some eavesdroppers. Yeah, so it, it'd just be like you'd have a person, uh, 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 you know, along, you know, to, yeah, to yeah. keep the audience in line and whatever, you know, this is what's happening, whatever, and uh, yeah, just do that, just have just have the show happen yeah. as if there's no audience there. Two
0: thousand and eighteen arts festival.
2: Maybe yeah, I was meant to do it last year, but we couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't get. Um, we couldn't get it together to, to sort out. Us, but I mean, we don't even have a story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not I'm not opposed to doing that sort of thing. But I do know how hard it is, just, just to just to, to just to do comedy when yes. people aren't really expecting or accustomed to seeing comedy. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, true. there was a um, there was a, a a thing a while ago in the states. I think maybe it's still going. Where people would do uh, uh, comedy shows in laundromats.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And that 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 strikes me as. Uh, like just, uh, above anything else, really ballsy. Yeah. Like, because people don't listen anyway. No. You know. And so the and um, so the yeah, yeah doing a doing a up show on like uh. There's something a bit too sort of nineties guerrilla theatre about about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah, I do. It has its own sort of um, uh, sort of baggage. Yes. Um, to me, uh, but but you know never say never. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I was just thinking about it with regard to what you do. But then I suppose, you know, 200,000 comedy specials have been filmed with a microphone yeah. on a stage. And there's a reason, because that's mm. what works. That's a way to get an audience, hopefully, to shut up, yeah. to see you, and to recognise what they're Because imp- mm. people need to know, you know, don't you think people need to know to a degree... Well, people like to know what they're about to see. Uh, people get a bit frightened by the worry that something yeah. this is slightly unconventional is coming. And then if it works and they enjoy it, they love it. And they go and tell their friends, yeah. No, you'll love it. This is a little bit different. This is... But it scares a lot of people. But
2: it's, it's just... It's just like... It's risk and reward. Yeah. You know, we're talking very general terms here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. If you, if you do something... That is uh, not what people generally are expecting. Yeah. Um, then it better have payoff. You know yeah. they better they better they better leave, um, in in you know having had some sort of experience.
0: Have you seen that guy? Is it Terry Alderton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you make of him?
2: I I've never seen him live. Right. Uh, I've seen I've seen yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a film of him. I know yeah. I know that you didn't like his. The last show you saw of his.
0: No, no, I, did, I, I liked him a lot, but I, can't, I think maybe the first time he totally blew me away. Mm. And the second time I was into it, but I think I think I was into it because I knew what he was capable of. Yeah. And But I think he had a... It's
2: a bad night. It's
0: bad... Well, I was going to say, I don't even know if he had a bad night. I think he had a shit crowd, a small crowd. Yeah. And it was really hard work. And then coupled with that, Linked to that a bit of a bad night, I don't know that I disliked it I think yeah. it just I think it just wasn't as good as I've seen him, yeah, but he's a pretty interesting performer, yeah, yeah indeed and he's he just strikes me as a sort of guy I could imagine him starting out. I knew a little bit about him before I watched him, so I knew kind of what might be going to happen, but I remember thinking, fuck, you know the people will find this quite hard work. Mm. Wonder what the when, when's the payoff coming. And what an incredible... Um, you know, I was taking this conversation with a friend recently, like... Comedy is a fucking hard enough leap of faith anyway. Just to stand up there and go, hi, I'm your comedian for yeah. the evening and tell some jokes. And be as nice as you can about it and hit with some pretty good material. That's still a giant fucking risk. And that's yeah. still... Michael Bigby has
2: got this great line in uh, the Sleepwalk With Me yeah. show where yeah. he says um, when an audience doesn't like you they're saying we don't like you you yeah. know your personality yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. so if you're going up there and like particularly if you're like using your name yeah. and all that stuff I mean it can it, it can be uh, uh, it can f- fucking destroy people mm. and bombing fucking it hurts Yeah, uh, yeah. If, you, if you're not uh, and nothing prepares you for it. Yeah. Because um, like the first time I bombed, like, real bad, mm. was when I was I was trying out new stuff that I thought was the funniest stuff I'd ever written. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to go over great. I yeah. don't need to worry about it. And it was just like, I, I found that a couple of months ago. I was looking at it. I was going, these are just terrible premises. <laughs> and, the, the, you know, the joke. I was jo- going
0: to say, <laughs> that as soon as you said that, I wanted to say did you walk away from that at any point and go yeah you know what this wasn't actually that good like, I ne I never yeah. did
2: most of it I just threw out yeah um, but I was but yeah it really like it, it 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 kind of crushed me yeah. I was thinking about giving up I yeah. called in sector work. right you know um, yeah. and, um, and 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 then I thought about it nothing prepares you for this silence
0: yeah I wonder how many First time comedians that bomb remain first time comedians, you know. So I sort of felt like like the very first time you did, mm. I'm guessing some sort of open mic. Yeah, you must have got some sense of a rush from it that made you want to do it again.
2: I I killed.
0: Yeah, but and a lot of
2: people and on their first their first time out of the game Dude, will have a good gig
0: because the deck is usually st- stacked in their favour. Well, it's they, at some point they <coughs> they announce themselves as a beginner.
2: Well, the MC will they, say this is his first time. Exactly. Ever, ever I was, was just going nice. to say if
0: they don't yeah. if they don't announce it, it's been mm. announced. they will probably packed the house as much as they can. Well, yeah,
2: they brought they've, they've, they've you know their you start friends. out you're bringing people you know. Yeah, 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 yeah
0: totally. Um, so it's an inclusive, you know, it's trying to yeah, welcome yeah, yeah. an include. So if you fucking bomb there, your goose is cooked to a degree. And now it must have happened, but I wonder how. Yeah, you know, I just sort of wonder. Uh, how many people got up and walked oh, away
2: from that? I, I'm sure there have been people who have gone up for one, uh, you know, for one for one gig, thought you know, been told they're funny their whole lives. It hasn't it hasn't worked, and they've and they've stopped doing it. I'm yeah. sure that must happen. Yeah, but yeah. Most people do uh, okay in on my experience. experience yeah, yeah, do okay and hang around.
0: Or do really, really good on their first. You know, feel like they're really good. And, yeah.
2: But yeah. you never. But uh, you you never know what you're going to be greeted with, and being mm. greeted with silence is, is, is weird. But like. um just being, uh, you've got so many roles. Not only do you need to get the get the material out and yeah. keep and 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 um, and 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 you know just d- you know, deliver what you have. Yeah. Um, but there are a few technical things you need to be aware of, and you've got to be very careful to keep the the room's attention, and you're basically in control of everyone's mood yeah yeah like a um, show I did last night was there was there was a um, uh, there, there was this there was this there was this person who was giving a bit of insubordination and whatnot, and he was um, I say the word insubordination <laughs> tongue in cheek but um, you could just tell like he wasn't a a, a, um, a bad person but he he was like a sort of damaged person in some yeah. way yeah and um so even if you were being nice to him, he needed to put you yeah. down. He needed to be the person who was it was just all these defenses, you know. Well, I was gonna and, ask And that and that ruins Yeah. Like that can ruin the whole room. It can
0: ruin and, the mood And, for and a ultimately lot of yeah. the
2: only way that you can really um sort of uh bowl through that is by is by doing some sort of um put down. You know?
0: Well I was gonna say, are we are we and I guess I mean Wellington yeah. slash New Zealand because that's where you've done the bulk of your work, and I, I assume you've done the bulk of your work in Wellington. Yeah. Are we an audience of hecklers, really, or not really? Uh, n- no, not at all. No, that's what I figure. That's my understanding. Going to. No. We're but, like we're, we're not, like we're like sometimes reluctant. Participants. Yeah. When it gets into audience participation.
2: Well sometimes reluctant laughers as well. Yeah.
0: That's, but not hecklers.
2: But getting better, getting yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not yeah. hecklers. No. It's well, not, 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 not hecklers on a on like on um, a, yeah, yeah. an international level. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the yeah, some of the stuff in the UK is yeah. like it's brutal. Yeah. It's yeah, still. I mean they, they talk about uh, they, they they talk about like these rooms in Edinburgh and London and stuff. Twenty years ago and whatnot, being really in uh, you know, horrendous places. Yeah. But just some of the stuff that I saw, is just yeah. you know firsthand. It's just like, man, why why are you still up there? You <laughs> know. But yeah. they do laugh as well. There is a culture of this sort of. Yeah, land. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the way they went to do last night though, is that um, afterwards, and this happens yeah, yeah. all the time. It's like, hey, great it show! I to was you. yeah. yeah. It's just like. Uh, you know so he thought
0: he was playing a yeah. part in it yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, but, but, I was but, going to say that. that's, that's sort of yeah. that's sort of a big part of heckling right is it's sort of a friendly troll even if it doesn't come across as friendly that's mm. probably what the person thinks mm. afterwards and maybe at the time that's what they think they're achieving yeah. even though they're actually fucking usually one way or another derailing <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh, it's... it's uh, Pat Oswalt says it, it doesn't add to the show, it stops it from being a show. Yeah.
0: Um, You're not on the fucking bill. <coughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. if you want to get on the bill, get up on the open mic night. Mm. It's, that's always been but massive. But I can, I
2: can understand wanting, wanting to be involved somehow mm. because it is a very immediate conversational
0: thing. People get those yeah. rush of blood things. So I remember... Yeah. And this doesn't happen to me much. I mean, I'm pretty... Um, what's the word? I wouldn't say self-conscious, but... I, I'm aware now when I sit in an audience that there are people that might know, might recognize me, yeah. you know, because I had a photo up on a website for a long fucking time. And uh, I remember going to a, sh- a, a play at Circa and it was a Neil Labute play. And, you know, we stuck around for the questions, a mm-hmm. uh, question, you know, and answer stuff afterwards. And it was a good, it was a good play. And I was really into it and was we sitting quite far up the front and I, you know, I never even put my hand up and ask a question. Mm. And someone asked the, one of the wa- women, you know, one of the actors something along the lines of what she thought of her character or something. Cause she was obviously, wasn't the place, so she was obviously a colossal <laughs> bitch and everyone in the yeah. play was horrible. And she'd obviously done bad things. And she, this actor says, you know, blah, 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 but I identify with her because of this or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And next thing, I just yell out, "But you are fucking horrible! <laughs> like, you are horrible?" <laughs> and I get this elbow in the ribs, and I and I don't. This isn't that yeah. long ago. This is like you know four or five years <laughs> ago. And I'm like, "Why have I?" D-? And I had that moment where I was like, yeah. "Why the fuck have I done that?" <laughs> but I was invest. You know, I yeah. saw it as a good thing because I was mm. in the sense that I was invested in the show, yeah. and now that unpacking of the show, I really wanted to respond and know. Yeah. And I didn't mean to offend or derail yeah. but I was that caught up in it and I, I remember when that happened I've never done it again but I remember mm-hmm. thinking applying that and going that must be some of what happens with some comedy hecklers yeah. they must actually just think fuck I'm harnessing a moment here yeah. I'm responding
2: yeah. and
0: and slash I'm eating this person those, those, are, those, those, aren't,
2: really, those aren't really heckles no 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 what you know, I did wasn't but, but I mean yeah. I, I could but, see how but that happens. yeah it's that, is that, is that sort of is that sort of thing it's that, that it's energy. An attitude and stuff as well yeah. but it's, it's weird because people, uh, uh, um, co- uh, comedians, in my experience, limited experience, don't spend a lot of time talking or thinking about hecklers. Yeah. But in the public imagination, yeah, yeah. it's this big thing. Yeah. Um, and, but, and people... Uh, this is the weird thing about hecklers as well. Um, if... Uh, uh, you 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 won't hear people in general talking about oh I went to this comedy club the heckler fucking nailed that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know it's it's always like oh have you seen Jimmy Carr's takedown yeah, of this? Yeah. have you seen Richard Herring's take down yeah. have you seen what you know what this person did but the you know there are very few um, uh, aside from that Bill Hicks video yeah yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, there are very few tales of you know. Uh, you know, hecklers coming out on top. Yeah. So it's almost like uh, they sort of go into the, the the club, deciding to be the heel. Yeah, that's know.
0: right. That's what I was going to say. It is a bit like that professional wrestling <laughs> heel thing, but it mm. yeah. But it can be nasty, like
2: this dude last night. Oh. Just he had this. He had this. Um, he he wasn't he wasn't very smart or original. Yeah. But it was just everything was un un um, un negative. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine gave him a chance to get off the hook. Um, and he asked him what he was, uh, what he was doing these days cause he yeah. didn't, uh, and he said, oh, I'm spending most of my time with your mum, you know? Yeah. It's just, and it's just like, it, it, those sorts of oh. things at this point have no, nah. um, function except to bring the mood down. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's cool. But then afterwards, uh, afterwards he's like, you know, you know, Oh, yeah, uh, you know, I was doing this and hope you didn't mind. So I was like, no, no.
0: It's not your sure. gig. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. It's like, again, like... Nine but it's
2: only on the getting carried away and just Yeah, going, no,
0: yeah! Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But nine times out of ten, you know, whether you... know, As I say, we might not be the best audience, and so whether you know it or not, I know you know this conceptually, but whether you know it or not, when you're on the stage, 90% of your audience is on your side. They want you to be funny. They've gone to a fucking comedy gig, right? They've, most of them have paid yeah. some money. Um, so they and even if they even if it's a free gig they've stepped mm. out of the house so yeah. you know because I, I mean I encounter no one goes
2: to see a show with the intention look, of I a, good, encounter a bad this.
0: time look mm. I, don't, I encounter this all the time with the reviews I write of music I don't actually I, people say why would you go why would you yeah. go if you're not going I was like you've you got to believe me and if you don't I don't <laughs> actually care but when I go to see the Irish Rovers I hope they fucking knock it out of the park yeah. yes I've seen them four times so I kind of know they're probably not going <laughs> to that's true they're going to do what they do <laughs> And, um, but you know, fuck, I'd love it if they were as good as mm. 70s Deep Purple, you know, yeah. or or, or yeah. Beck when I saw him. Of course I want them to be great shows, but no, it's a if it, they're not.
2: Sometimes, it, it, sometimes uh, you know, you'll, your reviews will surprise me uh, by what you do enjoy. Like, I was I was, um, I was was a bit surprised by how much you seemed to enjoy Chris Cordell last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, he's... Did you go? No. Well, he's... You know, like, the thing is, then you know, I turn around and listen to his new album and it's pretty fucking ghastly, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, and I've seen him before, I, well, I've seen him in all the sort of contexts of seeing Soundgarden and Slave and that, but I've seen him do this solo thing and, fuck, man, there's something pretty extraordinary about the way that guy sings mm. live, the the connection he has with his audience, the, the motivation seems to be primarily about bonding over a range of Mm. good music. You know, he's generous with... He's probably a little too generous with the covers. Probably needs to Mm. knock knock a few of those out of his set because they're a bit, you know... No one needs to hear anyone sing Imagine ever again. Um, And all that. But, no, he's pretty good, you know. And yet yet on record, he's patchy as fuck. I mean, he's he's made one good solo album and Mm. I don't need to ever hear that again either, you know. It was just quite... I thought his first solo album was quite cool at the time, but he hasn't made a good solo album since.
2: Have you read that um, that book? Everybody loves our town. No. The oral history of Grant. No, Park. no.
0: Is that really good? It's magnificent. Yeah, I've it's heard. So I've heard good. about it. I've heard yeah. about it from a couple of people. I'm going to Seattle, so I should. I'm not going to be there for very long, but maybe I should read that as. Yeah. Do. As my I sort of background that. prep. Yeah. Um, I like doing that sort of thing, you yeah. know. Like I probably spend next to no. Time in the actual town, but
2: that book and um, uh, Kristen Hirsch's book, uh, Rat Girl, are the two books. Even yeah. even more than our band could be your life. Yeah, those yeah. Those things, Are the two books that that really gave me uh, like a, a real sense of what those shows were like?
0: Rat Girl's great. Oh man, it's so good. It's yeah. on. It's,
2: it's on stage in um, in my show Loose. There's a bunch yeah. of stuff on stage about right. that, that book, along with like Rick Moody's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Black Veil and a yeah. couple of other books yeah. um, are on stage. But yeah, that yeah. Rat Girl is phenomenally you read? Phenomenally have well you
0: read Rick Moody's um, On Celestial Music? No, I haven't. That's a cool book. Because right. have, have you read a bit of his stuff? Yeah. So. I haven't read that one, The Four Fingers and Death. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. So... <sighs> yeah, and the Diviners. Yeah. Ugh. Wow, you've done well. I haven't actually read that much of his all the way through, but I, I you know I like him. He's one of those authors I dig and yeah. I, the, the stuff I've read I really like. But I have a list of I have copies of a few of his books I need to get to. But on Celestial Music is basically <coughs> a whole bunch of his music columns and right. uh, essays, reviews, all sorts of things. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like there's some cool... I do
2: like that piece he wrote
0: on Blood on the Tracks. Mm. mm. Hmm. So, yeah, there's some things like that. There's like an appreciation of Wilco. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's all sorts of. Oh, like, I've read
2: that too. I, yeah, I, I, some I, of
0: them you would have read. Yeah. But there's some really interesting, like he goes quite, as he does with his, you know, his fiction prose, mm. there's some quite interestingly structured pieces. Like he goes a little bit freeform, yeah. does some different things. But I was, you know, I was hoping to interview him around the time of that book and it nearly looked like it was happening and yeah. then ended up away. But that would have been really cool. It's pretty interesting. So I wanted to, um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was um, your, well, you've done a few different podcasts, I guess, and you've been on a bunch of them, but your podcast, I've, I haven't actually talked to another podcaster So, so everyone I, that I'm aware of. Um, you know, the, the people I've talked to, um, they've all done interviews, but I don't know that they've, any of them host podcasts. Um, but you did this ridiculous thing called the Year of Reading Massively. Yeah. And you had me on there on one of the episodes. Um, and the concept was what? I mean, I know what it was, but yeah. what? Remind me.
2: Um, every month I'd read a massive book, massive, ma- massive meaning? over 700 pages. Yep. Um, and then talk with people who I managed to con into reading the, the books as well. And. Um, with I think two exceptions,
0: yeah, people read the books, yeah, and were able to were, we're able to, to talk, talk about to me about it. Yeah. So <coughs> where did that idea come from? And, um, and know, when did you regret it?
2: <laughs> I think today is Bloomsday. I think it's today right. or tomorrow uh, that we're, while we're recording this, which yeah. is the day that everything in Ulysses is set. Yep. And in 2014, yeah. I noticed that that had come around again. There were always all these things to do with Ulysses and Joyce being celebrated. Yeah. Um, and I thought that it would be fun to... Finally read. To read Ulysses and do a podcast, a live thing. I wanted to do it at Kitty O'Shea's. Yeah. Um, uh, with maybe some music and some, you know, um, <clears throat> uh, as a, as a Bloomsday event, and have people who just read the book for the mm-hmm. first time talking about it and reading mm. sections and stuff like that. Um, then I thought that you'd probably need more than that and I, you know, you need a bit of a run-up. You couldn't just have a, no one does a one-off podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, the idea sort of came from that. That and a desire to um, to have read books, mm. you know, like I really wanted to be able to say I've read Infinite Jest and, yeah, War and, yeah. Peace and The Brothers Karamazov, yeah.
0: and now I can. So, when did you regret it? (laughs) Um, How many episodes slash books into it when you went fuck?
2: The episodes were really all rewarding to do. Sure. Um, But but um, the books...
0: Yeah.
2: I think it was... I mean, okay, I got... I got... um, Very... uh, I got... Well, uh, Brothers Karamazov was a real slog. But I think it was probably um, the, the, the point where I thought that th- this is a silly thing to be doing would have been um, around the time of Gravity's Rainbow. Right. Simply because I was like, I'm, I'm not able to take all this in. Yeah. You know, if this was the longest book I was reading this year, yeah, and I didn't have a time limit, I'd, I'd, I would enjoy it more. I remember practically
0: nothing about like Bleak a- House. You know? So I haven't listened to either of those right. those episodes, but I was thinking, um, like I've listened to probably <laughs> half and I was thinking You were mentioned in the Gravity's Rainbow one by oh, the way. Oh right. <laughs> okay. Well I won't listen to that then. <laughs> um, I, I um I was thinking, <clears throat> fuck, um, you've got you you personally have got really good recall of what's going on in these books. So you're you know, and you and you well, I knew uh, explain I was explain be, them well. You know, you're hosting them. I know that's your right. role. Like I knew just, I
2: was going to be talking about them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I yeah. yeah paid yeah. attention. Yeah. Sure. But Plus I, was, I,
0: had, I had, like,
2: people came to those things with things to say. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that would just spark off um, memories of,
1: you know, sure. other bits. Sure. And, and you
0: know, I get that. It was your podcast. You knew the host responsibility. You knew what you're getting yourself in for in that sense. But I was still pretty impressed that you could retain whatever information you could retain from these big books. And so, thank you. Sometimes. Sometimes you probably felt like you couldn't, and you yeah. didn't. But like the new Penguin
2: History of the World. I, just,
0: <laughs> I mean, oh, some of the titles yeah. were fucking ludicrous, I thought. <laughs> you probably did too once you'd read them. But I, I, I guess I've got a few questions about it. Mm. I, I wanted to know um, what it taught you about reading, what, what it changed about your reading habits, how you've reacted to it. Yeah. Like we talked about, I remember at the time, we did one of the last episodes... Um, that I was on we did the um, Executioner's Song which thanks by the way because uh, I think I said in that episode but that had been a book on my list yeah. you know my my fictional fictional fiction list because I don't actually have one but a friend had lent me a copy of that book years ago and I had said when you get the chance this is good but you never yeah. lend someone a thousand page book and go when you get the chance because yeah. you're not going to yeah. so you kind of forced my hand into that and it was great because I fucking loved that book um, but well, I remember we talked about, you know, there's there's definitely not going to be a second series mm. of that podcast, but you had joked about reading really short books and stuff like that. So d- have you reacted in that way? Did you go out and read trash? Um, Did you read short books? I, Are you going to do another reading podcast? I've read a few. Kind?
2: I don't think I am. Uh, but I, I have read s- short books. I've read a lot more books by women, yeah. which probably is needed some redressing. Yeah. Um, and I've just been enjoying being able to read what I want. Yeah. Um, I mentioned in the Infinite Jest thing we were talking about uh, before, I've gone back to, I've read Stephen King yeah, books, yeah, yeah. reread them, you know. Um, and i just, yeah, I'm just reading what I want. Yeah. So, and, like, I hadn't read any music books all mm, that year, mm, so it was mm. great to, like, finally read Kim Gordon's book and stuff like I, that. Because you
0: know? I remember asking you that, that's right, I remember asking you after we turned the tape off last time, what have you managed to read outside these books and, yeah. and i think you said the only book not on the list that you'd read was basically like a companion like a cliff's well not cliff's notes but a companion book to ulysses yeah like basically a translation this is what the yeah. fuck this crazy book means <clears throat> yeah you I, I brought, sort of read those alongside each other i needed to yeah uh it, just
2: to just to make sense of of, of yeah. ulysses uh, but the the thing that i got the read-along book thing was for a different edition of ulysses so i was still a bit yeah ugh, yeah
0: so you would have had a few of those books would have been <coughs> extremely hard work like gravity's rainbow conceptually yeah there's just enormous and strange and weird and big um the brothers fucking outmoded outdated <laughs> yeah um what else um well what, what were the lo- what were the low points the, well, on the list like the
2: things that I didn't like really did yeah, not enjoy
0: didn't enjoy or um, found just to be even if you enjoyed them found them to be excruciating at the time
2: I was really disappointed with the Brothers Karamazov yeah um,
0: that's what I say out of date well just, yeah like
2: just not but the, it, it, it doesn't even seem like because I like Dostoevsky mm. I like his his the other things of his that I've read okay and so I was, I was and I just read War and Peace which yeah, predates yeah. it yeah. and War and Peace is a cracking read mm-hmm. But yeah, that was no good. The new Penguin History of the World. I just wasn't retaining stuff. and know, you know, six hundred pages in, I was just like, why am I doing this? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, um, uh, yeah, Bleak House. I don't recall much. Don Quixote. Bits of it were
0: unreadable. Yeah. Um, yes, I listened to that one. That was one of the. Was that one of the early ones or no? That was the second to last one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I listened to that. Yeah. We um, did it
2: a, like in the same week as we recorded uh, right. the execution of someone. But what it taught me about uh, uh, reading, reading, I think, yeah. um, was uh, that, uh, you know, variation is good, Yeah. you know, mm. um, and that none of the books on that list, I think, were are, are mandatory. Like, you don't need yeah. to, to read any of th- them to be, a, to be
0: a, a scholar of any kind or whatever. Like, well, you don't, be, be, you no, don't you know, need to read you know. them to be a, pers- to be a yeah. good
2: person, yeah. but it, it, it can help. Okay. Like it really gave me the the sense that, in particularly in the the ones that were literature, and also yeah. in the executioner song, yeah. that if you just take the time to, um, yeah, reading is listening.
0: Yeah.
2: It's not an interactive thing. It's just going. All right, I'm going to take in what this person has has given.
0: Although, and I think yeah. this came up in the infinite jest one. You could argue that reading. Is an interactive thing in that we, you know, I can't read the same book, and then, yeah. which was the point of your conversations, was to get other people's take on them. Yeah. It's, nothing is ever in and of itself. So, uh, you know, you, the, the different reader brings yeah. their experience, their enthusiasm, their knowledge. And the, the baggage of their life that they drew oh, yeah. along but with it. yeah, but that's true for anything. Two doesn't change. That's right. That's experiential. The fundamental nature
2: of experience. No. But um, but but your job, like that, what what you were sort of. The, the, I'm the, just the, saying,
0: no two people can experience the same, same thing. thing the same no, way, right? No. So that's that's where reading has a, a slight interactive quality to it. Well, it's not so much interactivity, but just different interpretations. Mm.
2: Well, I, I guess what I meant by interactivity yeah. was. Uh, I was thinking specifically of what people do these days when they're still and generally what people do when they're still has some degree of interactivity it's either Mm, a video game where you're a part of it or Or a direct communication with somebody else or the fact
0: that people watch movies while reading their phone you know do two things at once um, do half of Mm. half of two things rather than one whole thing Mm. but to
2: to just but to just read yeah uh,
0: I, I read something about 15
2: years ago um Someone was talking about reading in public spaces being offensive to people, mm. um, and uh, and uh, and 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 the the writer of this piece. It was in the Paris Review. I can't remember if, um, um, who wrote it. The great tweet about the Paris Review is um, so. What's Paris like? Yeah. Um, but uh, it was. The, the author said of the piece said that uh, reading is seen as the um, the last act of solitary prayer right so it's something when you open a book you are shutting everybody else out and you are doing something meditative that does not include anybody else and the experience that you're having um, is, is 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 so personal to you that people get um, uh, offended by by the um, necessary exclusion from your experience
0: right you see and and that sort of that, that just that sounds like a blueprint for anti-intellectualism <laughs> <laughs> yeah nervous uh, first
2: steps <laughs> uh, But it, uh, the, the, the this person was trying to explain why you know why people have such, yeah yeah why people find it so risable that yeah, people yeah, read yeah. you know
0: um
2: is it Bill Hicks about it yeah um, yeah what are you reading yeah for? yeah, yeah. What am I reading for yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I read for a lot of th- reasons yeah, um, yeah I it was, it was I mean God I only had to do one book yeah and I you know I felt that to be at times a chore but I mean I was lucky I don't work currently don't work a day job so I had the luxury that I got down to a couple of weeks to go and I could actually go right fuck it I am just going to hit this thing now mm. And I, you know, like I said in the podcast, I mean, I pretty much read the thing inside a week, Yeah. Yeah. which, same, was, yeah, I read which it was good going, you know, I mean, it's, it's a very readable book. I've it's the most readable book on the, that list, on the curriculum, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 you said that, I mean, it really was, and part of me wished I'd started it a little bit sooner, but I didn't need to, because actually it was perfect, because I retained, mm. you know, what I needed to know to go into that conversation, I think, whereas I might not have if I'd read it a little mm. bit earlier, but... Which I think is
2: one of the most successful podcasts. That episode. That, that episode. Yeah. Really, I was
0: gonna. I was gonna, what, I, I was gonna ask you not directly about that, mm-hmm. but about what feedback did you get about the series, and, and you know, was it picked up? Did people yeah. interact? Did people? Did you? Did people contact you and go? Um, and love, a little bit. A little bit. <coughs> not 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 a great. Not deal. that you're looking to do yeah. that, but it's just curious knew, what the response. I knew
2: people is. would listen to it. Um, because... I mean, I've had
0: one. I've had one feedback comment. Yeah. directly about my podcast I've done 20 odd episodes and mm-hmm. it was like your voice makes me want to vomit yeah. and that was after the first episode and so that's why I was like right I'm In gonna, fact, the, I'm going to give you 20 more fuck you <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> there's only one comment I think I haven't looked for a while but only on the like official page yeah, for yeah, it yeah. yeah, which is which is someone who said that you said them ah. to listen
0: to the first episode oh, okay. so yeah um, well, that's alright I thought you were going to say <laughs> like, why have you got that cunt on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert: Gravity's <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So, uh, did you feel what was the response? And did you feel uh, the sense of fulfillment you were looking for, or a sense of achievement, in a, in a fulfillment? Way, what you know? Oh uh, yeah, I mean the the why did you fucking do it? You know, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying.
2: Well, I, I I I did it so I would so I'd read those books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and so achieve that. And so they're done, and then um, and then to be able to because. I've never been a part of a book club or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but the idea of, uh, like, um, sitting down with people I, I know, or in some cases people i met for the first time, yeah. um, and talking about uh, books that are huge, that we've just finished, mm. it, it seemed to me to be um, a, a unique uh, yeah. experience. And it was. Like, after the, the first one, the War and Peace yeah. episode... Um, after the thing, after the tape cut out, everyone starts clapping.
1: Yeah.
2: Because there was just like, but and, and it was and, and it wasn't a sense of you know, yay, good show. Yeah. It was like, we
0: have all we've unpacked. From yeah. That. Yes, yeah.
2: we've we've we, we've read War and Peace. You know, one and we've and a half thousand retained countries. enough
0: to discuss it.
2: We, you know, we've done this, and now we did because one of the functions they say in the, in theatre. Yeah. The theory and whatnot. Yeah. One of the functions of applause is breaking the spell of the of the um, mm. yeah the sh- the show so the, that so yeah it was like sh- we've spent four months with this thing you, you got to decompress somehow yeah yeah and then when we did the gravity's rainbow one we were all kind of confused so we just got drunk and yeah. we don't actually start talking about the book till about 20 minutes into that episode right um so they all had their own sorts of flavors you know, and, and yeah and one of the books we found very underwhelming so the podcast is kind of underwhelming yeah um,
0: like everyone that talked on it didn't like yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the ones I've listened to, I think, you know, and, and I said to you before we started recording, it's, you know, I'm keen to get back into listening to a few more of them because I think I, re- I had this realisation too. I'm probably not going to read many more of the books on that list. I've read a, I've read a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I've read a few of them. I don't know how many, three or four perhaps. And That's all right. What So what, what, what have you read? Well, I've read Executioner's Executioner. Song. I've read most of Infinite Jest yeah. I, need, I do need to probably read that again from the start yeah, it's I'd, one I'm interested in I'd reading I'd recommend doing that having I like Foster Wallace it. you yeah. know I've read most of his other stuff yeah. one day I'll I'll tackle that right through properly uh, I have read Bleak House mm-hmm. but I don't you know I don't want to read it again and I don't yeah, retain a are. whole lot from that Yeah. Uh, what else have I read maybe that's it uh, ne I've never read Gravity's Rainbow. Mm. Um, that's one I was interested in reading. But it may not happen, you know. I, I Second Sex? Uh, no. Le- then Ulysses? No. no, 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 read excerpts and and. and mm. uh, uh the the Bolaño Yeah. is one that I am, you know, relatively curious about.
2: It's a it's a straight-up masterpiece.
0: Yeah, you loved it. And yeah. and, and you, two other podcast um, people, um, one of which I know really well, <laughs> yeah. um, did not like that. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't recommend it.
2: Yeah, and that, that I felt very... I thought it was
0: a really interesting episode. It was a really... Cause <sighs> I, I guess felt real uh, bad because... I lived with, uh, you know, a little bit of the reading of that <clears throat> book and yeah. that you say it's not interactive and it's not, you know, and all yeah. that. In a way, that was the thing. So Katie was one of your... Yeah. Um, guests for that podcast Mm. and she she liked the experience of reading the book but she found it really difficult it is difficult it's it's, really
2: difficult there are bits of that book that are yeah
0: and then I think relentless I think she found you know obviously certain bits in it sort of borderline excruciating Mm. and then but it was interesting what I was going to bring up her involvement in the podcast because Mm -hmm. she she sort of came away from it and went I'm going to, she goes, what it taught me was, or what what it presented to her was, you know, I'm not going to read 12 big books next year, but I'm going to read one every yeah. year. Oh, she liked the idea, and so did I. I think, it was, yeah. I think it was, you know, she articulated that first, and I went with that. Like, I had that same experience, too, when I finished Execution Song. I was like, I'm not looking for another 1,000-page book, but I will you know, maybe I'll read Infinite Jest this year or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. that was her choice. She was like, I'm going to read Infinite Jest. I've read bits of it. I'm going to tackle it. Hmm. So it went and sat beside the bed for a few months. <laughs> oh, I can see it. I now saw it's, it. Yeah, 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 it's hard to miss. So that's been moved yeah. straight back out here. two six 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 is in there too. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. kept that. <laughs> she yeah. was sort of like, oh, you know, I don't even know if I want to keep the book. Was yeah. The and then I said, no, keep it because you should keep it for two reasons. I may read it. And also you should keep it as... You know, I went out and bought um, Executioner's Song, even though I had a friend's copy. Yeah. I wanted to have it as a trophy for yeah yeah because yeah because we we, we ad- you know, in the scheme of our lives, we achieved something. We we're, yeah. We're parents that <laughs> had, <sighs> had um, found the time to read a big book and then go and talk about it with someone. This is
2: what really annoys me. I've got um I've got all the books that I read. Yeah. Except for War and Peace. Oh right. Because um, I was over in England. At the time, we ended Uh, up staying longer than we thought. I thought I was going to uh, come back here. And before I left, I bought this great copy that I was going to read. Um, But instead, I ended up reading like a 70s paperback edition that I found in the house I was staying at. Yeah. Um, And uh, it wasn't my book, so I couldn't take it. And um, so, yeah, I've got all of them aside from like the sort of the big one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Or you'll find. Oh, I'm sure I can find a copy of War and Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, no, I, but I, I don't have the one that I've read. Right, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I've got, like, th- you know, three yeah, feet of paper that yeah. I did read over that year. Which is
0: nuts. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we, we kind of both had this idea, we'll, oh, we'll read a big book, and, yeah. you know, each year or so, and if it ends up that you read one or two or three big books, really big books. But it's funny, because we've both sort of gone the other way. Like, she, yeah. has, she hasn't mentioned it again, and has just been reading all sorts of other things. And I'm reading fucking... Shitloads of graphic novels at the moment, so arguably I'm reading the smallest books I can find and i'm yeah. not I'm not doing it so I can say I've chewed through heaps of books i just I've just felt this connection with graphic yeah. novels and and particularly graphic non fiction actually that I haven't had in a while don't know what it is, but just thinking about it now in the context of your podcast' kind of gone completely the other <laughs> way i've I've read you know a couple of novels and and quite a bit of non fiction this year and and mm. and some other things, so it hasn't all been graphic novels, and I will get back to more. I've got lots of books lined up to read. Yeah. I mean the Costello book almost That's a long book I'm just thinking. Yeah, that, yeah, I haven't read it, but that's seven hundred ish pages. <clears throat> mm. You could do a you could do a music bio podcast or uh, Yeah. long I'd... you know, long non only non fiction books or something like that. You could you could revisit it in a couple oh, of oh, years. I've fuck, got, I wouldn't wish it on anyone I've got it a was you do. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. It was nuts. I was going. yeah I was gonna do small stuff. Like, uh, you could do a poetry one where I was thinking, I was, single poem, you know, or a single thinking, short single, story. Single poems, poem. single short stories, uh famous magazine articles, yeah, speeches. Yeah, yeah like um Frank Sinatra has a cold. Yeah. You know, that yeah, sort of thing that, or Yeah, and, those sorts of things. And then like the next time it's you know, Hemingway's Hills Like White Elephants or whatever it's yeah. called, you know that's only well, like, that's only like that's, <laughs> that's huh? only like a three page story or whatever, sure. and that's one that gets, you know, mm. all those ra- you know, any one of those Raymond Carver ones, yeah, that, that could be quite cool.
2: Yeah, I need to do more of them uh, and I'm I'm, 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 I've got no plans to, to, to do To do, do them. Because I'm just, yeah, I love being able to read whatever I want to read yeah, at the yeah. moment. Like, yeah. I haven't, um, I haven't read the new Kristen Hirsch book Look, about oh, I was going to ask
0: you that when we're talking about Rat Girl, it's good. <clears throat> I don't, I've got it, but I yeah. guess I can't bring myself to, I know it's, it's going to be a bummer. Yeah, you know? it is a fucking colossal bummer, but it's, like I've, I felt very I I, I wrote a review of it and then I and I never do this you know Mm -hmm. I never fucking seek people out and send them the review but I I messaged Kristen Hirsch because I've I've, um, interviewed her a couple of times and I've had a bit of correspondence with her because she's she's the sort of person if you find her I'm gonna, I'm not gonna give it out. But if you find her email address, and I'm sure it's findable, and you send her a pretty decent message, she will reply. Mm. She's she's one of the good ones. Yeah, she interacts on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So yeah. she's one of the good ones. Um. So I sent her a message going, you know, fuck, I loved your book. It was heartbreaking, and you know, mm. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but I really liked it, and and you know, and here's here's a review I did. You know, if you're interested or whatever, mm. and um, and she wrote me back a very nice reply saying you know, thanks heaps. That that review was lovely. You know, that made me cry or something like that, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it was just really cool. Like I wasn't expecting a reply from her. Um, But I, it is, it is one of those books. I could totally understand why someone would go, you know what? I don't need this, this, um, unpacking of grief in my life. I don't need to buy proxy feel, Mm -hmm. you know, like I was part of this sad life, but I think it has, what it does have is well, there's a lot of things going for it, but what it does have is another side to that thing that Rat Girl has about the putting you right there in those sorts of gigs. Oh wow! So it has a lot more of that because it's a lot. It's about them touring together. Yeah. So it does have that aspect. Did you see him when he came here? 2008? No, I didn't. No. Right. With no, the... I remember that. It was who was he with? Victoria. Williams? Victoria Williams. Yeah, yeah. Who I would have, you know, I would have gone. Thirty thousand. No, yeah, I must okay. have been. I must have been out of town because I would have gone to that like yeah. in a heartbeat. But I must have been. It was been, cool,
2: but it was a seated gig. Yeah.
0: Um, for everyone. <laughs> yes. Mm. What was she like?
2: I I don't really have uh, memories uh, I, of that. I don't really have much. Yeah. He was he was on. They were both on stage.
0: I oh, think for sort of most of it yeah, together. Right. Um, I used to really like her stuff. I used to think she was great. Yeah, but she's sort of someone I had a. I had a real thing for her music for a very short time. You know, yeah. I felt very connected to what she did for just a... Ve- like, I, re- I can remember in the very early days of reviewing albums for the... Possibly even still the Evening Post, or the Dominion anyway, um, in the in the very early days of me being a newspaper reviewer, when it was very exciting to turn up each week and get given a bundle of yeah, CDs. Yeah, and yeah. you didn't know what you were going to get. And it was really genuinely exciting to mine them, you know, to yeah. find the gold in their, Um and I can, I can remember getting like a dozen CDs and not knowing much about any of them. Mm. And it's pre-Wikipedia and so you can't even just straight away, you know.
2: You've got get, your little flimsy press, press release.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got that to go on and then, you know, obviously there's a few. Some people have websites and stuff, but there's mm. no YouTube and yeah. Wiki, which is the sort of go-to to find out exactly who someone is straight away. Um and I just remember that, hearing a Victoria Williams album at the time and just going, fuck, this is cool. This this yeah. You know, one of those moments that felt like a real discovery. Right. Actually, so did a, funnily enough, so did a Mark Olson album around that time. Um, and yeah, so they were sort of people that were just, but musically, I mean, Mark Olson's obviously sort of stuck around because they've yeah. gone back to the Jayhawks and as has he <laughs> yeah. and so on. But um, Victoria Williams, yeah, that, that was just a sort of a very small period but it it, it I, i'm reminded of it a lot right. I sort of a sort of need right. to revisit the material a bit oh man you must yeah you, you must so I really was, be kicking yourself obviously uh, yeah you pretty much show. yeah that is one of those ones there's, a, there's only a handful of you know i sort of feel like on balance i've done pretty well yeah. i've seen a lot of shows you know people always go did you go to this and oh i can't yeah. believe you didn't go that was unmissable and i've kind of got to the point where i'm like nah no shows is unmissable you know it yeah. really isn't i mean yeah, same. I I'm mean, pretty rapt. I saw Prince, you know, given what happened. Yeah. You know, like I, I was pretty rapt when I saw it anyway, and I'm, you know, it was devastating what happened. Um, yeah. But I don't know, I still sort of feel like no show is unmissable. Mm. You know, we get, you know, when none of us live in the perfect world we think we do, so, yeah. like, well, why, I mean, I, I why realize, sort of beat I mean, yourself up? You didn't get to these things, you can't. Yeah,
2: this was when Lou Reed died, I was mm. like, um, it was just. I, I'd, I'd never thought that I would never see Lou Reed. Yeah, yeah same. But it was like, I was fuck, about I never saw Lou Reed. Yeah. I've cu- and, and, then, and then I went. To, I came to terms of like, um, well, I guess I'll never see Tom Waits. Yeah. And then I realised, fuck that, I'm never going to see Sam Cooke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm never going to see uh Hendrix. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it doesn't really... Yeah. If you, if you want if, if there's if there's an unmissable show, yeah, then maybe for yeah, me it's was probably it's like, Monterey. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or, or well, it might as well be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like um or the uh, Dylan Royal Albert Hall thing. Yeah, 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 or yeah. Or something with it's, you know, yeah. you know uh, Sam Cooke at, at at um yeah, at, 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 in uh, the Harlem well, whatever uh, that place. Or James yeah. Brown in Apollo. Yeah, or, or James Brown
0: the you night know, <laughs> after the Boston, you know, the night of the Boston riot thing. And, yeah, yeah. You know, or James Brown in Auckland a few years ago, probably. <laughs> you know, like, I never got to see James Brown. He came to Auckland yeah. a couple of times, and and I should have gone to one of those. Mm. And I got the feeling I should have seen George Clinton. You know, I know he just came back recently, but yeah. I sort of, you know, there's all, there are those things that happen, and you go, yeah, I probably should have seen them. Yeah.
2: But it yeah, was that thing after the reader, yeah. realising realizing that I was never going to see Sam Cooke mm. made, me, made me go... Oh yeah, like you say, no show is unmissable. Yeah, now I've
0: had that feeling a lot, a lot more recently. Um, mm-hmm. But there are one or two gigs where I go, man, why did I, why did I not go to that? You know, yeah. even, even, um, and I'm, you know, I like them, but I'm not like a massive. I've never been a massive fan, but I've seen Calexico three times. Mm-hmm. The first time was um, pretty disappointing. Yeah. The second time was was a lot better and the third time just recently this year was very good. Um, That's what I meant, Yeah, yeah. But, and I'm not, I'm really not much of a fan now, I don't listen to their music, but the very first time they played here, they played in a small venue and that's probably when I was as into them as I've ever been yeah. and I've just heard from loads of people that that gig was I think we're talking sort of 2003 Yeah, I've heard from a lot of people how amazing that gig was and a lot of people are like why weren't you at that and it's like well mm-hmm. I was moving house the next day <laughs> you know or in fact I think we moved house that day and we were knackered and just, mm. just didn't do it just didn't move into couldn't go into town for it so you know who cares I've seen them and
2: yeah uh, it, it, yeah, it used to be for me like if someone was going to be in the country or even yeah. in Australia you'd think about yeah, working at like, it forward, yeah, yeah. I, I flew over to see Springsteen
0: uh, in oh yeah, yeah I was going to say not did, you didn't go back and see him the, um, last Rockland. year, and oh, you did? Yeah,
2: as we as well.
0: God, really? Fuck you, Springsteen fans, freak me <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. You know, I used to think I was one of you. <laughs> I'm recognising I'm just not. Like, I, I like him, but I, I, you know, I'm the only Springsteen <clears> fan <throat> in the world that wants to see less, not more. I yeah. want to, I want to see a ninety minute Springsteen show. I don't want to mm. see four hours. That doesn't, that doesn't bring me on at all. Like, thinking that that dick might play for three hours is, puts me off seeing him. Yeah. I I want to see two hours tops.
2: Once you once you're there. Once
0: you're there, bullshit. I don't no, believe it. it. I want to see ninety minutes. I I I want to see ninety minutes. Everyone sitting down in the theater. Him with an acoustic guitar, a piano, and a harmonica. Yeah, I I'd, see, I, I'd see that. I don't want to see. Have you
2: heard? There's. I know. you I did, have because you gave me the. You gave yeah, me some probably of the probably gave them to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some of the book from when he was uh, uh, from the the uh, Devils and Dust. Yes. Two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that stuff's so good. That's like my beautiful reward, and all these, you know, sort of lesser songs and these really gorgeous arrangements. I was getting,
0: I was getting a lot of Springsteen bootlegs off uh, one of my freaky Mm. Springsteen fan friends for a while, and I had to sort of remove myself. (laughs) From listening to them or seeking out any more of them because it was just too many. I couldn't keep up with them. But some of them you, were really great. I probably you gave kicked off a few you of them. You kicked on a few to me, yeah. They were fucking great. I agree. Yeah. You know, I actually there was some really good ones. The other ones that were good because it's another period of his I really like is um, the Tom Joad album. Yeah. There's some good shows around that time where it's still with the band, mm. but Tom, the Tom Joad album and some of the other sort of acousticy, yeah. folky things are more the focus. Yeah. I really like that too. See, I, wish, I probably wish I'd seen him.
1: Mm.
0: I get that thing too where I go, you know, people go, aren't you going to go and see blah, blah, blah? And I sort of go, well, I, no, I would prefer to see them. You know, I had that with Prince for a long time. I mm. was like, you know, no one thought Prince was going to come to New Zealand this year. Yeah. So I had that thing. Whenever people would say, who do you wish you'd seen? I would always say Prince. And I missed seeing him in Aussie mm. and a couple of years ago because we were, we were going away sort of a week later and just couldn't couldn't do it and um and i used to have this answer oh you know i i, I don't think i need to see prince now because i would have liked to seen him in 2004 or like <laughs> yeah. any time before then because that took that musicology tour was incredible and it's you a know, good record it is a good record but the the tour behind it was even better um and, you know, obviously it's really great now, with all the footage up, like, finally seeing the um, Love Sexy or the 88, those shows are incredible. So all, that's amazing. Like, the whole whole show's up on YouTube. That's great. Wow. 88, Love Sexy tour, it's awesome.
2: You've seen the Baby Under Star from the Grammys? Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. that
0: is how you do a yeah. show. Yeah, So, but I, I used to think, oh, yeah, I don't need to see him. You know, I wasn't really that interested in the stuff he was doing recently. And then it was like, Prince is going to play... In your country, mm-hmm. and it's just gonna be him with a piano. And I was like, "Yeah, fuck! I do want to see that." <laughs> what am I talking about? Yeah. I do want to fucking see that. Yeah. Um, but I, ha- I ha- have had that thing for quite a while. I'm kind of like, mm. we're miss- When we go to the states, we're missing Tom Petty. He's boy, he's touring with Mudcrutch, but I'd quite yeah. like to see that. And we're missing it. But then I go, "Yeah, I want to see." Tom- <laughs> you know, it's that. That's a bit like you're saying, "Cook thing." I go, "I want to see Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in 1993." You know, that's right. what, you know, I want to yeah. see them then, like. You know, maybe I want to see the... Did he get t-
2: Mud Crutch back together?
0: Yeah, twice. And, He's done... They did the album about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and then they've just done a new one now. Right. That's called Mud Crutch 2.
2: Did you hear the interview that um, Ben Monttench did with Jeff Garland?
0: No. Because
2: Jeff Garland had a podcast. Yeah. yeah um, the, the I last, never listened to it, but I knew he Yeah, yeah. The last episode is mm. with, with Ben
0: Monttench. I heard and, Ben Montench on Marin. Right. So that's probably the same maybe I'm guessing it's around the same time oh, I think
2: I think he and uh, Garland are friends oh okay and, yeah okay but that's a that's a that's oh, I, I, I love his voice yeah he was he's, cool he's like, he, he, he sounds like he sounds like, like a Tom Petty caricature yeah yeah know?
0: yeah he seemed like a damn nice guy mm. really smart you know I I don't know if you have know I don't know if you listen to Mark Maron's podcast much I, yeah. I, I, I do you know I, li- I like it and I listen to it but He's fucking... Consistently? Like, do you consistently listen to him? I've pretty much listened to everything of his from about episode 300 on. There's quite a few okay. of the 350 on. There's quite a few of the early ones I haven't heard, and I've picked right. up some of those, <coughs> but I've pretty much listened to all of them for the last few hundred. Yeah. I and, like
2: being on his side when I feel like I'm on his yeah. side, but sometimes I just go, "Oh, come on, man, you are, uh, you know... You're, oh, I've skipped,
0: I've skipped through a few of them, and there's a couple of people that, you know, a couple of the people haven't interested me too much, but uh, some of his rants at the start yeah. are beyond, I was going to say beyond comical, but, the, you know, like, they're pretty bad. Mm. Like, he had this big spit the other day that... um he <laughs> had this big spit that fuck was recording a comedy record and one of the cool he wanted to put it out on vinyl and one of the cool labels wouldn't wouldn't release it and yeah. he was kind of like what am I too good for, you know am I not cool enough for you and it's like <laughs> frankly no they're a fucking indie music label they don't want to put out a stand up comedy record on vinyl <laughs> fuck off like I this just because you you know just because you fucking spruik their artists and interview yeah. some of them doesn't mean that they're going to just put your record out like yeah. but but uh he talked to Ben Montinch the other year when when he put out the solo album and you know Marin's interviews with musicians are generally dreadful he doesn't know a fucking thing he comes across like either a demented fanboy Mm. or just clueless
2: God the one with Keith Richards was embarrassing
0: yeah totally yeah he either has his tongue up their ass or he's just foolish or it's a combination like that one and so with Ben Montinch he kind of didn't have his shit together and he kind of didn't know what he wanted to say or ask but Ben was such a pro, such a nice guy, and, yeah. and so interesting, and yeah. so aware of the situation, obviously, that mm. here's a guy who wants to... And, you know, and he seems like a dude who's just at ease. Yeah, time. totally. And mm. he's kind of like, yeah, because it's like he's been a sideman, you know, Ooh. so it's like he'll take his little moment to have a reflection and have a yarn. Yeah. But so he controlled it so beautifully. It was yeah. like It's like the probably the best of Marin's interviews with musicians. Yeah. So that's quite a Some good Some of one. his
2: interviews are...
0: Oh, really? Revealing. Fuck yeah! And the William great. Friedkin won recently. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are these ones that that's right. <coughs> just when you think you're over him, there yeah. are these ones. I think he's actually Laura Jane Grace. Yeah, that was a great yep. one too. Um, I think he's been, had had quite a few really good ones in the last couple of years. Yeah, like really good ones. Like mm. some. A lot of people say, "Oh, they're over listening to it," but I think there's been some pretty incredible um, conversations. I mean, there's
2: still people to get. I mean, yeah, gee, you, had,
0: you had Obama and Lauren Michaels this year. Hmm. Um. I, I well, he's never he gonna, and after- he's never gonna get um, Albert Brooks. No, he's That's never gonna who get he's after. Brooks. But imagine if he did. Yeah. You know? It was good that he reposted that Gary Shandling one. Mm, that was, yeah, see, that was one I missed, and that was fucking yeah. awesome. You mm. know? And obviously, you listen to it because you hear the news Gary Shandling's dead. Yeah. But that was a fucking awesome interview because Shandling, mm. who I'd always, you know, I'd, he was a big deal for me as a kid. And I just mm. thought that show was bonkers, but in the best possible way. Mm. And I then, didn't you know, get it until yeah. later. I was, yeah, yeah, it, I was. Like a lot
2: of stuff, I, yeah. I just. Yeah, it comes back to the. I thing knew there was something. Yeah. you know about, yeah. About, yeah
0: there's something different here there's something where you know I couldn't work out mm. is he taking the piss yeah you know when is he not and all of that and then I got back into it um and obviously Larry Sanders, of course, is amazing. But yeah. but that, that original Gary Shandling show was was classic. You know, just the mm. theme song was just yeah. mind-blowingly good. And we, yeah. we still all know it. And I thought that was... That was. I just about teared up at the end of that tribute episode when that kicked in at the end. Like the Maron, when he mm. reposted it and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. they played the Gary Shandling theme. I was, I just about kind of teared up at that. But he, he, I did
2: a... Yeah. Uh, the week after he died, I think, um, I, I do a, um, a monthly... Comedy night and uh, at Moon in Utah. Yeah, and um, it, it always starts with uh, the all the lights out, and I just do just talking yeah. or something. And I did um, Hank's intro to oh, yeah, the show. show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was so cool. And there's a bit where he goes um oh, Ray, would you like that one? And, <laughs> and we, the first the first um, comedian on that night was called Ray. So mm, there, was, cool. there was a Ray there. Yeah, the, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it was good, but I was I was. Um, uh, a while ago I was trying to work up a Mark Maron impersonation. Yeah, yeah. Which is difficult. Yeah. Because I wanted to do a bit, which is um, Mark Maron uh, goes camping. So, <laughs> and it's just the stuff that he would talk about. Because I think he'd be the You could do a
0: good thing there with, like, pitching the tent and the guy rips. Just Ooh, oh, Who are you fuck? Guy? Who are you guys? Yeah. Who are you, yeah. guys? you need those yeah. guys? You need
2: those guys. <laughs> who are, who are guys <laughs> you need those you guys. You are a guys,
0: man. You need those guys. you got to put
2: those guys in the ground. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I think he'd be the worst person yeah, to go, so, go uh, camping yeah. with, you know? Or he'd to be, impersonate if it got back to him. bitching about... Um, James Adomian has a, <laughs> has a Marin impersonation. He's got a... Oh, yeah. Just after I came up with the, the, this idea of Marin camping, I learned that there's... <laughs> already a Marin in space. Yeah. Which is like, it's, it's great. He walks past like one of the, um, uh, 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 it's like a Star Trek type thing and he walks past this dude wearing this like silver uniform. He's like, so what is this a look?
0: <laughs> <laughs> fuck, he would hate impersonations of himself, I would yeah, imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, he seems like a, a like, a, honestly,
0: like thin skinned man. Yeah, fuck yeah. He, 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 um, he got pretty, he got pretty fucked off when I reviewed his book. And, well, just on Twitter, fucked off. And I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't afford it the weight that suggests. Yeah. But it, that, that was an eye opener into how things, because I thought his book was pretty terrible in that he comes across like a terrible human being for quite a bit yeah. of it. And so it's great that he admits to that, but there was a, there was a thinness about it and a sort of weird, and so, you know, I'm a pretty big fan of what he's about overall. Yeah. And, he sort of, he said he sort of sent me this thing on Twitter, sort of fuck you about a book review sort of thing, and I was like, I'm i bi- I'm a big fan of your work. He, <laughs> was, he was kind of like, you know, I wish I could say the same or something, which you know, which is fine. Yeah. But I was just like, how the fuck do you even give a shit about a book review from New Zealand? Like, mm. why do you, why do you even? you know, if it had been a rave review, this is the best book I've ever read. Where, it's was, amazing. The re- where was the review? Oh, I just I just did it for my side. You know, I just did it on off the tracks. Right. But it was just did you like tag him in on Twitter or something. Yeah, I think I might have sent it to him or right. like tag you know and then I got out of that habit of tagging you know, I don't really tag people on Twitter unless I'm having a conversation with them. I don't yeah. really like Twitter. I think it's a bit weird. But It's great for jokes uh, and breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really good for Breaking news! We're following the Led
2: Zeppelin trial on there at the moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's 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 like, interesting. What what's going to happen? I don't
0: know, but I kind of I kind of want them to lose. Yeah, totally. I ca- I, ca- I mean, it's a, but it, but I guess people are getting pretty worried about what. Did you see of, the
2: Robert Plant show a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. he probably wants them to lose too, like because wow. he'd love to get that song off his fucking back, right? <laughs> like he's managed to not play it for long enough, but yeah. if he no longer technically owned it, yeah, it it'd be yeah, fucking yeah. great. Um, I. I guess people are worried about the precedent that it sets that, you know, the, there's that yeah. whole argument, you know, and, you know, fucking, there's, I feel like, um, they probably... And then would
2: they go after Paul's Boutique after that? Was wow. that you know,
0: so, that's been pretty shredded, though, like...
2: Well, if this sets, you know, who knows what sort of...
0: Yeah, well, wh- fuck the...
2: What um, the judgment contains is going to be the precedent. Though,
0: the... The ma um the what do you call it the blurred lines then was yeah. fucking whack enough you know that yeah. was that was a groove yeah. a, a feel yeah and and yet and yet you can't fucking you it know, is pretty, it is and yet you you can't give like fucking Bernard Purdy and Clyde Stubblefield and all those master drummers fucking royalties for oh for the breaks, you know, for yeah. the breaks you know but you can essentially decide that something that's copying the groove and feel of a song mm. is ripping off a song. But drummers have been wanting, you know, their dues for their breaks yeah. being ripped off for years. So that was that was kind of worrying enough. Mm. So I get I get um the concern around it but I'm like, yeah, fucking just sue them. Like mm. they they ripped off enough fucking blues artists that yeah. even if they're not quite guilty on this they just deserve- <laughs> I love yeah. I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah, you man. know, yeah. they're a great band. But like they deserve to go down for something and like yeah. um you know, they've, they, that they, they claimed they, a lot of blues songs that weren't there, so...
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, but... I, I always thought that they uh, they kind of understood that sort of blues tradition idea of appropriating something mm. and whatever, you know. Um, which no, yeah, which I Dylan do does still. Totally. You know, and, 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 and and blues artists were doing up to that point and after. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't think that uh, incorporating a, a, a new song by a contemporary band, you know... I think that they would have known that that was crossing a line. Yeah, yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, weird. Um, so, um, so what else was a big impact on you? Music's been a big impact on you. You talk about it in your shows, I'm guessing, uh, from <laughs> well, from knowing specific, the man. loose, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know you're doing that. I'm just saying because I haven't seen them. But, uh, <coughs> and, and, and we've talked a little bit about um, some of the comedy aspects. Yeah. And, I've talked to you quite a bit over the years about film. We've talked a little bit about some today. Obviously, reading's always been a pretty big.
2: It's aspect. all part of the same stuff.
0: Totally, you know? and and I think that's probably we we have conversations like this. We have had conversations like this over the years that just spiral off into all this shit, and I love it because that's to me. I don't really want to separate them.
1: Clear.
0: Yeah. I don't like um, you know, like I predominantly reviewed music, but that's why I always try to review. Films and books and say yeah. you know say something about them and 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 I did comedy for a while and 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 may go back to it and all of that sort of stuff because to me they're all part of that mm. same cultural dialogue and they all inform one another. So well, they they
2: they all like are uh, uh, serving the same function. Mm, mm. And this is this again. I encourage you to listen to the rest of that um, Brian Eno. Yeah yeah no, I will. I will. Where he talks about the function of art uh, uh, being to provide a space which exposes us to all these emotions in a, you know, in a a way, in a way that we sort of play like children do. Mm. Children learn about the world through play. He's, he says this, and adults play through art.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, I was, I've been, I've been really thinking about why it is that we enjoy these things so much because Mm. we obviously we obviously do we've talked about little else than yeah. other people's creations yeah, so, yeah yeah you know um you know sort of delighting in what other people and in, in what other people do mm. um and i think it's and i agree with what eno says in the in the in the lecture but it, it exposes us to um the, the 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 fears and troubles and joys and triumphs of imagined worlds yes. so that uh we we have a, a sort of a, a language and understanding for our own our, our, yeah. own, our own lives yeah
0: you know? well with Bowie and Prince being the big and and different in a sense but even bigger in, yeah. in other ways Muhammad Ali re- more recently and David biggest be, being the big big deaths of this year yeah. but but I mean specifically around the time of the Bowie and Prince deaths um, there were probably far too many think pieces mm-hmm. as there usually are but and and the language was a little naff but I did I did still agree with it where people where someone several people wrote um, you know I'm you know I'm mourning this person I never knew we're, we're talking about you talk about mourning a person you never knew and people and mm. people can say get over that you know you didn't know them and there was some sort of line about yes, but they, what they gave me was some understanding of myself. They helped me yeah. understand myself. They gave, yeah. They gave me another way of understanding myself. Yeah, with you know. all those three,
2: there was you know. And exactly. Like right, different those people um, said said those things said those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just the private eye thing after um, after Bowie died. Yeah. There was a thing about. Um, uh, uh, Bowie taught me it was okay to be myself page three I knew myself after knowing Bowie page seven <laughs> yeah, these yeah. are variations on the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. which is something that I didn't really um, I didn't really connect with yeah. so Bowie Bowie hit me like a fucking ton of reps. Yeah, yeah. I was out listening to um, uh, The Next Day I was listening to that mm. song um, uh, You'll Set the World on Fire over yeah. and over again I came back saw everyone was posting about Bowie and I thought oh great Black Blackstar's doing yeah, very well yeah yeah um, and then uh, yeah, I am um, I I sort of noticed what was happening, and then like instinctively, immediately listened to um, slip away from heathen. Yeah. Um, and. Good tune. Yeah, but I I, yeah. I, I hadn't planned that, yeah. but it was just like that was I was just just sort of drawn to that that thing, and.
0: Uh, yeah, it was really interesting for me going through some of his stuff shortly after he died. Some of the records. I always thought Heathen was so great. And I always wrote reality off as like the poor fucking, you know, quick following cousin. And I'd reverse that. I've
2: not gone back to it. I've not gone back to reality.
0: I'd reverse that now. I don't actually think Heathen's that great. Heathen's got a couple of really good songs. Opening track is fantastic. You know, and Heathen was blessed because with its timing, you know, like he had gone a little bit you know, Heathen seems, Heathen seems like a fairly It's natural, not a bad
2: record. It seems like, it seems like a pretty natural um, successor to Ours.
0: Yeah, yeah really. it does. And and yet it's better. It's more yeah. immediate. It, it harks back to some of the seventies yeah. stuff, which Ours didn't really do, yeah. but it's in line with Ours that, is an that. acoustic
2: pop record. Ours you know. is a pretty
0: boring record.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but it's got some, it's got some good
2: tunes on it. Yeah. Sevens are good. Yeah. You
0: know. But, Good reality theater, I always I just wrote off as like oh that's more of the same not as good as Heathen uh, yeah. and then I was like actually fuck it's a better record it's got a better hit ratio it's got wow. better songs it's got okay
2: a- I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna go I think it, you know I think
0: they still they line up well nicely together but okay. and it's a bit like but it's You're funny like- you know like I was sitting here writing some fucking nonsense and then I was mm-hmm. like I'm gonna go and return these movies so I walked down the road to take the movies back to the shop and uh, I get a, tech, I get a, a phone call mm-hmm. on the Monday night from one of the editors at Stuff, and it's like, uh, hey, David Bowie's died. And I was like, oh yeah. And it's like, so we need you to write a, um, a thing. Yeah. Um, can you do that? Can you write something? And I was like, yep, yep. I'm, um, I'm probably about 15 minutes away or something. Is that cool? And they're like, yeah, just, just if you can do that. And I was, mm. you know, when you get home and I was just that really struck me that that's the space I occupy now sure. is, is I didn't it didn't really hit me because yeah. that happened and I just went into this work mode of like yeah okay I'm, well I'm not going to cut my trip short I'm going to go to the video shop I'm going to drop off these DVDs I'm going to get some more mm. then I'm going to walk home and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write something whatever I can about yeah. this guy whose music's actually meant fucking heaps to me and who m- my concept of him as a personality as a sh- the sh- shapeshifter Whatever All these different Sort of performing artists Wrapped up in one Has meant Fucking heaps to me And he's been around My whole life And I've been aware of him Since I was Probably six or seven Yeah uh, I'm just going to try And knock that out In a few minutes It's quite a weird space That that's And then mm. Fuck when Prince died um I sort of I woke up early And I got the news early And I thought I just preempted it And went I better go and write something That was my first yeah. Which is a very weird thing to, very weird sort of position to be in. And then I got a text, as I was writing it, I got a text from the editor going, it'd be great if your column today could be, (laughs) be could be about Prince. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what we're feeling. And I'd already, I'd already done it. Someone Um, called you with the news, right? Yeah, yeah, with Bowie. Oh, with Prince? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, um, no, I just, I woke up. You wake up at four in the morning or something. Yeah, yeah. five. I think I yeah. woke up. I woke up at five, and I did have I did have a message on my phone from someone in the states that said that that there are reports right. that Prince is dead, and I, I quite often wake up early. I get up and do some yeah. writing early, and then I go back to bed, or I stay up. You yeah. know, either or. But I quite often get up and do shit early. So, so I was awake anyway, and then you know you're not going to go back to sleep after that. Um, but it's just a very weird. But what I did have this moment what I was getting to was I did have this you know it, I I have always sort of thought well you're not really grieving when it's not your family or your close yeah. friend or someone you've never met you, you you're honoring them and you're reminding yourself that they mean a lot to you but you're not really grieving I don't know where it was but a couple of days after Prince you know I had written a couple of things about him and I'd obviously been to the show a couple of months earlier and so sort of reflected on that and if I'd had radio stations ring and all sorts of shit like that, I'd talked to a lot of people about it. Um, and then I put on this clip that I always watch that's on YouTube. Obviously, it's on there a lot more regularly now. It used to get pulled down. There's a clip from the Musicology tour of him doing dance, music, sex, romance, mm-hmm. you know, from 1999. And, yeah, fuck, in the scheme of Prince's career, that's not a big song. You know, it was never a big song. It's a cool groove. Um, and, uh, fuck, man... There's just something about this particular clip. Mm. It's just like, to me, it gets as close. It's 10 minutes long. That one piece of music gets as close, and I'm sure people could pick other clips, but that one piece gets as close to me to explaining the overall essence of this guy. Mm. That here was a guy who could harness this. You know, it's a catchy song, it's a cool groove he's got the world's best band at his fingertips and he's got the audience dancing in the palm of his hand and here he is Mm. and it's fucking Thursday night or it's Mm. Tuesday lunchtime, it doesn't matter, he is knocking it out of the fucking park just like he's done 100,000 times Mm. before and would do 10,000 more times after that and I just, this wave of grief hit me, I just went, that's never going to happen anymore. That guy is not going to do that which means... Those people in that band who've already moved on to other bands. Yeah. Rhonda Blair is bass player. She's playing with Jeff Beck. You know, it was like they're already making great music elsewhere with other people doing whatever. Mm. But they are never going to make this music. Those people are never going to sound as good as they did with him. That audience is never going to be like. That moment yeah. is never going to happen. We can rewatch it and rewatch it. This pr- profound fucking sadness hit me where I just went. Yeah. Man, that's that's what that guy stood for. Mm. You know, that's what he was about. Like
2: it, it, it is, a, it is a yeah.
0: And it was so much bigger than
2: this. Goes, you know, this just goes back to that thing I was talking about with um with what the you know the function of art. Mm. and it's because you'd you'd had, you know, so many of those uh, uh, you know emotions practiced yeah. through what this person had yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly the you know the the the. the <clears throat> The head's cut off and none of that can happen anymore. And you get, you get a real life grieving for the loss of the potential.
0: Yeah. Well, Um, it was just like, this is never going to happen again. This guy, um, you know, he just knew, he just knew that that was his role to knock it out of the park. He knew that that was his capability and he knew, yeah. without yeah. arrogance, or, or with the right form of arrogance, what that meant that well, ev- that everyone was going to have a fucking good time. Yeah, is what I mean. In yeah, that yeah. moment, I just mean in that moment, um, yeah. and it was just like wow, you know. And I, yeah, didn't, so I didn't. Someone made
2: the point that if, if if someone as talented as Prince came along again, I mean, so much has got to you know you got to have the right temperament. You got it. So many things need to align in order for a, something like Prince to happen. Mm. Prince is, I mean, fucking hell. I, I, I just read the thirty three and third book on a gentleman, the gentleman. Oh yeah, Record, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where um, and Greg Dilly talks about. Um, uh, he said that he liked all the punk. That's quite a it. good book. There, that's quite a good. I line that yeah. series. He's, yeah, it's a good straightforward telling yes. of that. But, yeah, yeah. But um, he said he says that he liked all the um, he liked all that uh, the punk stuff, but there were no women there, and he liked sensuality. Yeah. And the first two. To, which is something that I think is often missing from music dudes make. yeah. Um, but uh, he, he was, uh, he said that he, he saw two tours in I think 83 that both really impressed him and it was Husker Du and Prince. Yeah. And um, and he said he'd spent like the rest of his life basically trying to reconcile those two experiences. Yeah,
0: right. And that makes a lot of sense yeah, too. If yeah, you, yeah. If yeah. you look at what he's done. I'm in yeah.
2: A, yeah. I'm in a big Jeff Dooley thing at the moment. Um, but, yeah, that, uh, uh, what Prince was able to like, you know, present yeah. had, had not been presented in that, in that way before. Mm. And, and, and seemed and he seemed so totally comfortable with it. And he was so fucking young. Yeah. When, when, when all that, when all that stuff, you know, when, when the, the early records. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff,
0: yeah, you know? yeah. Dick Clark on American. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. You know, he's like 1920. Mm. Um, but uh, thinking of Afghan wigs uh, what is it Twilight Singers yeah. fucking that covers album of She Twilight, Loves You She Loves You that is fuck that's one of my all time favourite records yeah. and I, I've, I've got this thing I actually um, you gave it to me right
2: I, I recently uh, bought it again yeah, yeah yeah
0: well I'm not I'm not um, I'm sure I'm not alone in this but I've got this kind of idea that the very best songwriters also do the very best covers because, they understand how Because they understand how a song works. And you look yeah. at Elvis Costello as a great example of yeah. that. You know, yeah. Prince was a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Pretty good example of that. Um, you know, Dylan, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, for sure. Um, but, uh, Greg Dooley, mm. well, with that, that She Loves You was one of the best yeah. fucking, I have, just... Have you have you heard his cover of uh, Paper Thin Hotel? No. What's that? Oh, name? it's
2: so good. Uh, he did it as when, when, um, when uh, Leonard Cohen released uh, "Old Ideas." Uh, there was a series he did of um, people covering Leonard oh, okay. Cohen's songs. So it out. it's it's just yeah. a, like live in the studio yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Watch oh, it after true. this. It's yeah. It's, it's yeah. He uh, he does that. um, you know the uh, the FKA cover that Frank Ocean song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he can do anything. I know. Um, there's a there's a, there's a you know cover of of, of some fucking soul B side on Gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. just sounds like a yeah uh,
0: yeah work song. I just remember, she loves you. It's like it's one of those great records where the covers are all pretty much immaculately chosen and then you yeah. could argue that, you know, maybe one or two of them don't hit the mark and that sort of makes the record all the better, you mm. know, you know, like what's a fucking white guy doing covering Strange the Fruit? Strange
2: Fruit, yeah, that's but weird. But. It's
0: fucking weird, but, you know, yeah. it's like a white guy wrote it, so, mm-hmm. you know, if, I'm not, I'm not trying, <laughs> I'm not trying to yeah. sound like an entitled white guy here, yeah. I'm right, so a white guy can cover it, but, you know, it's not that weird when you think about it like that, but, yeah. um,
2: but, And probably the best cover on that record is a song by a black artist, also the Missy Elliott. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although, I I mean, it's one of the straightest um, note for note covers on there, is one of my favourites, is that um, uh, Fleetwood Mac. What makes you think you're the one? Because I just always, you know, I've been a Tusk Mm
1: -hmm.
0: guy since, you know, forever. I grew up with that record, so I just never. I just never understood that it wasn't a wonderful album. I never, mm. you know, I didn't need to wait for Mojo to tell me if it's yeah. 10th anniversary or 20th anniversary that it was good. I just went, fuck, this is astounding. I love this record. And so to hear someone cover a song from it and basically just just shine a light on it, just yeah. go, well, this is a good song by a good songwriter from a good band yeah. on a good album that I liked, you know, that was sort of what, what you get from listening to that. That's mm. a fucking cool record. Yeah. I'd love to, fi- I'd love to find an LP Mm. I don't know
2: if they print it probably out. not they should
0: yeah. um, they should reissue that they should put that out um, but yeah I haven't listened to that whole album in a long time I sort of find with albums like that now I just go and get my fix and I feel mm. very weird about that because I mean I know lots of people are doing that but I'm an el- I don't want to sound like Mark Maron now yeah. I don't want to feed I'm you an album guy. I'm, an, I'm an album guy yeah. <laughs> I just got
2: back in the vinyl
0: yeah. Oh God, yeah. the vinyls, and he yeah. says the vinyls.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so, should we talk about Lucid magazine? Do we need to? No, nah. no
2: really, I don't It was a Do, long time ago.
0: Well, well, we could talk about it in the context <coughs> of, uh, is there other writing you've done like that outside of, I mean, you're a writer now and that you're writing comedy shows, did you do a lot of reviewing or feature writing? You had this magazine, Lucid, that you were at the helm of. No, one, I wasn't one, at the one helm. of the people at the helm? Of. I was,
2: I was deputy editor and yeah. sort of a wrangler. Yeah, and yeah, but I I I, I wrote a lot as well, but I yeah. haven't done a hell of a lot outside of that. Yeah, and um, I've always tried tried to write things, and then, but I, yeah. Basically in between that folding and two thousand like nine or so, I didn't actually write anything right. that, was, that was uh published or put anywhere, I don't think.
0: Yeah. I can't remember. You did a um what did you do? You did a guest blog for me on um was it Bloodhound Gang? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, which was great and people fucking loved it. I will okay. defend that group. Yes, I well um, I know, may I know. Have done the state of the case in that I, particular well, I think you did, but I, yeah. I thought it was glorious, you know, like I, I, I would not defend that group, mm. but I would probably stand by your defence. <laughs> right. um, you know, because I because they didn't that group didn't really speak to me. Right. Um, but I can see how they would to someone. Totally you know, understand. like I got I just, I quite I don't just I see them.
2: I see the Bloodhound Gang in this along the same continuum as like Louis Louie, yeah, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's very in the Ramones.
0: Oh no! I mean, and, I, and, seriously, and I you it's, you, it's, you wrote really good stuff about it. It, it almost scared mm-hmm. me how um, how much you went into bat for them, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. But but I just. I wouldn't say I was slightly too... I don't know what it was. It wasn't so that I was slightly too old for them or anything like that. I'm sure yeah. there are older Bloodhound Gang fans than me. But it just didn't quite hit me at the time that it obviously hit you. And so it was great to yeah. have your perspective on it, oh, I
2: think it. I think it relies on being... With all those sorts of groups. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I, if you, I was born a little later, yeah. I'd be writing about some 41. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just... Even though I hate myself for saying that, because yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it relies on you being uh, very impressed yeah um, or you'd be the,
0: defending Tusk before anyone else was defending <coughs> you know, through, Tusk yeah, or, yeah. or 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 um, New Morning or whatever you know like, there's always these things isn't there there's always yeah. these little there's always these things
2: but, that was actually one of the uh, um, ideas I had for doing um, a, another podcast it was not a reading one but I wanted I was thinking about doing this called Lesser Lights yeah which was um, the uh, the stuff from v- very well known, well regarded artists, which was generally held to be their worst outing. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, looking at you know whatever I don't know what Neil Young's least. Um, maybe everybody's rocking or something like that. Yeah,
0: landing on water. Fuck! Take your piss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reactor. Come on, take your pick with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody's rock. Uh, old ways. That's the one he got um, sued. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Basically, Neil, Neil Young in the eighties mm. would be its own special episode. Yeah. Um, Frank Sinatra trilogy. Do you know that record? No. Have you Have you heard? Uh, have you listened to the You Must Remember This podcast? Yeah. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty yeah. fucking good listen. Uh, Join one of the, us, won't you? Yeah, I know. Oh, man alive. I, <laughs> I hate that so much because I'm like, well, we, we already have. I just about yell at when I listen to it. Mm. Join us, won't you? Well, I already have. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm there. You don't need to tell me to join you. See, it, um,
2: it, 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 it annoys you? Yeah. It just further seduces me.
0: Really? No, I no, mean. I can't handle it. I, 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 I love the podcast. Yeah. I think she's very good. Um, I read her. She's doing a new book at the moment. I read her book that already exists that's basically mostly a photo book coffee table photo book with um great sort of um stills from movie sets and stuff like promo shots and it's really good it's well contextualized she she's fantastic but i get really annoyed when she says join us won't you well i I already have i already have joined you don't don't patronize me motherfucker i've already joined you um But one of the very earliest episodes of that, I think what put me onto that podcast was someone telling me, you've got to hear this episode about Frank Sinatra in space. So the episode is called Frank Sinatra in space, and it's about his album called Trilogy, which I remember hearing most of Mm
1: -hmm. years
0: ago. And so as soon as I heard this podcast, I was like, fuck, I wonder how hard it is to get that thing. I mean, obviously you can get anything online, but I, I sort of went... A, tri- a triple record. I was yeah. like, does that exist? I've got to get that. So I go down to Slowboat the next day. You don't have Frank Sinatra Trilogy, do you? Oh, we just put one out. Yeah, <laughs> 20 bucks. Bang. So I come home with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just fantastic. Like, he put this album out in 1980, and you-, you pretty much never hear anyone say a good word about it, but I fucking love it. Like, mm-hmm. the first disc is, or the first LP is him basically revisiting. The arrangements he did in yep. the 50s, so and the material essentially. It's called Past. The second disc is called Present, but in the present disc, he actually um, covers things like Simon and Garfunkel songs. You know, he's so out of touch that mm-hmm. his idea of the present in 1980 is yeah. to do songs from the late 60s. That's
2: not, um, that's not where Mrs. Robinson cover is on, is it? Yeah. And you'll get full yeah. in with that young song. Well, stuff not only that, you do.
0: Yeah. It's also yeah. where um, New York, New York comes from like obviously it comes from the movie but um the movie is the liza minnelli version so his his cover of new york new york is on there and uh i didn't really know that until i bought the record like i didn't really place it there Mm. you know i just thought it was an earlier yeah song of his that she had covered so that's on there and then the last disc is called the future and it's this whole concept album of its own about Frank Sinatra being beamed into space and he sings about himself and he talks the f- opening line there's a 10 minute song and the opening lines are like I am Francis Elwood Sinatra. Oh, Albert my name Sinatra. is Francis Yeah, Albert, yeah, So you know yeah, that yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. name is Francis Elwood Sinatra. So that, yeah. there's this whole concept about that. <clears throat> anyway, that would be a great candidate. I, I yeah. Because yeah, I think yeah, that yeah, record's. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of done it with this podcast yeah. in a sense. But I just went, like, that's actually a fucking terrific record. Like, got, the whole thing's great.
2: I've got this really great Sinatra. Uh, it's a CD from a. Um, like, you know how um, he would just. He would re record the, you know, his old songs and stuff. Yeah, in, yeah. And, and not in a Bonnie Prince Billy type way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But just in like, you know... Right, in yeah, a Lazy Sinatra Yeah, Lazy <laughs> Sinatra Because like, you know, yes, I'll sing Polka Dots and Moonbeams again, you know.
0: Is there a band called the Lazy Sinatras? There's the Trash Can Sinatras. Yeah, I know.
2: And there's... Uh, there's
0: there must be a few others, but the Lazy yeah. Sinatras isn't bad. Yeah,
2: that's okay. Um, uh, th- this, this, this thing I've got is he's... Um, he, he, he's covering these songs and talk, you know his own catalogue uh. and talking in between yeah because you know how on, on stuff like album, doing like
0: banter but,
2: well it's, the, it's not a live album yeah it's yeah a, yeah, studio, yeah but, but doing like, like a studio banter he's bitch. like thanks to all the uh, DJs out there who give me equal time in <laughs> <beetle> Land
0: <laughs> well
2: part thanks of the, to Tommy Dorsey, etc etc etc
0: part of the story yeah. of the trilogy record is that some guy gave it a bad review on a radio station and he just rang up and got the guy fired he just rang up and you know it was like it was like a yeah. a Don Imus slash Howard Stern figure like a mm-hmm. big deal in yeah. radio at that time and he just rang up and, you know got his boss and went God doesn't like my record yeah. he's cut you know like it was like Mark, yeah. Mark Merrin tweeting people you know
2: like he's just um, here's something to remember about Frank Sartre and the Rat Pack yeah. what terrible people
0: yeah, ghastly.
2: Like, uh, well,
0: I, I was gonna bring this and up. It's oh, so cool.
2: easy to fucking just go, uh, you know, them, yeah. them days. No, no, no. Well, I was, uh,
0: before you get you into know, this, I was just gonna—I was uh, gonna say when you said um, when you were talking about, I was trying to think who I was remembering recently that fit this bill. But um, when you talk about Prince, you know, and what yeah. a fucking sort of lightning rod that is, and and you know that whole idea of someone like that existing again. Mm. And I was thinking like, um, I was thinking of bringing up, nowadays, you know, once people have done something dumb, like Mm. viral social media dumb, that can be, you know, game over. Yeah. Or they very, you know, and so that's actually quite interesting thinking about the Rat Pack, you know, like what ghastly human beings they were. Mm. How... If it was more available, more instantly, what they did and were capable of. Oh With, yeah, and you know, and obviously, and they, there, obviously, there's fucking, obviously, there's fucking, obviously, there's hundreds of examples. But they should have
2: been called to account at know, the back, time. Yeah, yeah, at yeah, time, yeah, yeah. But you know, then, then again, maybe so should have Dylan and Bowie, and Jimmy and Page, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 and, yeah. Um, mm. and many others, but Rod Stewart. Probably. Yeah. We'd have to guess. Yeah. It's just
2: impugn the character
0: of any, yeah, a- anyone. anyone. Anyone that's mm. been in your record collection longer than 15 years. Yeah. You know, but it's, um, <coughs> what, uh, we should, we should wrap this up, but I, yeah, how long have we uh, gone? Fucking for? hours, hours. Yeah, this is, it's I, I, interminable. I, I don't know,
2: I don't know who's going to be interested in any of this. It's pro- probably going to need some judicious editing. That's okay.
0: So what's on the cards, work-wise, show-wise, uh, life wise
2: this, this is the first time in about five years because I've done the last five comedy fests and the last five fringe festivals yeah. and done stuff in between this is the first time in a long time where I don't have a thing uh, where I don't have the next thing to be working on yeah I've always had I've always been working on something but being really annoyed that I need to do that before going to the next thing
0: yeah
2: at the moment I don't know what I'm gonna do next?
0: You're gonna revive the um, the Springsteen monologue show concept. The Springsteen monologue. <laughs> oh yes! No, we were gonna do that. There was a group of us. We were yeah. gonna do.
2: There was me and Gene Sargent and Simon Harron from yeah. Binge Culture. We were gonna do a. We were gonna get a whole bunch of Springsteen monologues yeah. and present them as a show. We got a couple. Got yeah. one from Rennie Sparks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that's uh, that's uh, it's on the back burner. <laughs> I re- I really want to do a show that's, uh, I've, and I, again, this is one thing I've wanted, wanted to do for years. Um, I, I want to do a show that's like a 1970s New Zealand sitcom called Mixed Flatting. And it's just a, um, a, a, a sort of a straightforward, the way that New Zealand would have approached um, a show like that. Like, have you seen Buck House? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that sort of thing. but just played
0: straight. If you call it a small ode to mixed flatting, you, oh, the, the you thing. might get funding. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hoping yeah. th- just mixed flatting will be seen as an allusion to that. You might need to spell it out in yeah. the app. Okay. Um, <laughs> those arts admin people. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they just run it through a thing with a whole bunch of keywords and yeah. like how many they, you know, yeah. they set off.
0: Um. So anything else we need to plug then? No. Mm. Just, just, Every month.
2: Where can people find you? Every month, usually on the last Thursday of the month, we I do a uh, host, Wellington's alternative comedy showcase, which is called the Blacklight Comedy Club at Moon in Newtown. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm. Uh, do my my Twitter handle is at. I was just going to say
0: you don't you don't Facebook. No. You never have, which is pretty admirable. But at Faster Camels. Yeah. People will find the jokes on the Twitter. Some of the jokes. They'll, and they'll find out who your guys are. <laughs> who are your guys man? <laughs> Um And so that's where we find you. I hadn't thought about that guy line joke. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Well, they have guy ropes, don't they?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- m- Most, of my, most of my... That's my gift to you. You can hey, have that. Most Just, of the thing was about him, like, <laughs> and I'm eating too many s'mores. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. So I get back and I feel bad. <laughs> I put a s'more on the fireplace. It's, Campfire
0: and eat it. It's like I've started eat listening it. to this week's WTF already. But I think that guy rope thing yeah. could could work. There's something in that. Where are your guys, Ben? <laughs> Where are your guys?